you're listening to Funk with Fate, a show about being a body and cultivating pleasurable relationships with everything. And I'm your host, Mackenzie McCormick. This podcast will explore how our embodied experiences connect us to the world through astrology, philosophy, dance, magic, and anything that invigorates our aliveness. What makes us feel the most alive? Big inhale, big exhale. Now let's get grooving. Ooh, ready? Oh my God, I'm ready. It's actually why I wore silver instead of red. Really? Yeah. yeah, I had a red top on and then I literally had to change it the last minute. I was like, it's it too hot. Yep. yep. <laughs> hey, yo, girl. And it's the fact that I wore green gems and you did a green eyeshadow. It's mm. almost like Mars is in an earth sign. Mm. It's almost like we both Planned Mars is in an earth sign. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hello, hottie. Welcome to the show. Yes, right now, it is like 12, 20 p.m. on no. Eastern Standard Time. And it is Wednesday, January 10th, 2023. And at this moment, it is Aries rising with Mars up in that 10th house. Yes, Exalted ma'am. sun, moon, about to be a new moon. Yes, <laughs> And today, a balsamic one, if you'd like, <laughs> not balsamic vinaigrette. Ah! <laughs> oh my gosh, this is a really exciting episode, y'all. If you've not heard about the Spicy Rendezvous, this is the Mars series that I'm doing on the podcast, oh. going through all of the Mars signs as Mars moves through that sign, interviewing, talking to an astrologer with that placement natally, getting to, getting to hear all about their life and what they have. And if you are not watching the video version, I would just, you know, pop out of whatever audio you're in right now and oh. go to the video because this is the first episode that I'm recording in studio. Oh, oh, oh. And I'm so thrilled yes, to introduce that girl. <laughs> Edwin. Oh my god, we broke their headphones. We broke their headphones. Screen, yeah, yes. maybe turn it down a little bit if you're... You know, but it is, you know... <laughs> Welcome the to the show! Ball. We might miss Mackenziana. <sighs> if you guys don't know me, my name is Queen Paradise. You know, Ed, the doll, icon, legend, astrologer, part-time bad bitch, full-time magician. And yeah, we're here in the Sunshine State. My midheaven is actually on the Ascendant at 23 degrees exact. Doll behavior. That was very doll of her. She left me hanging, y'all. It was a high five, Mary. She said, cut the cameras, cut the cameras, do that again, retake. But no, we're here to talk all things Martian with a Martian rising, with an exalted Mars in the sky, on the midheaven of the sky at that. You know, we're just here, lollygagging. We really went went for the midday Mars new moon moment. No, yeah. And it was Um, just Mars hour. And it was just, you know. And it's also so worth mentioning, I know that I've said this before on the pod, but y'all know that these Mars episodes sometimes get rescheduled. Sometimes things happen. Sometimes sometimes this guy says, no, we're not going to do it this time. We're going to do it at this time. Um, and that's life. And especially when we're recording in person, we were like, mm, this day, this day, this day. And then it was like, oh, no, no, it's this one. Well, it was it's really Mercury one. retrograding back to Mars that caused those issues. <laughs> it was Mercury snapping my thumb that caused that issue. It was oh, actually, yeah. Fingers. Yeah, mercurial problems, mercurial mishaps causing mm. mercurial resolutions. <laughs> and we're here on a mercurial day. Let's really talk about it. We're going to be speaking into a mercurial hour. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, 
I'm so excited. You see, uh, Bada Hermes, Thrice the Great, the doll, the only one, the realest, the first she they they them. You know. Truly. Honestly. Truly. We can't even get into that. But my Mars is in Scorpio as well, so a Martian Mars, you know, mm. present here. But yeah, personally, I'm very excited oh, to get into the Martian. Yeah, curves. do you wanna do you wanna let the people see the chart oh while you God, like, like, you guys wanna see my chart? Like, like, Give the history of Edwin. Yes, let's how really you get got into it. how you got here. Tell us all about your practice, oh who God. you are. We're Let the people get into know the BTS. you. We're gonna get into the BTS. So, like many of you guys know now, I was selected by Mars to come and serve cunt eyeliner. I don't know what to yeah! Just kidding, here's my birth chart. Don't do nothing cuckoo because she is a Martian doll. Mars is setting on the other angle. She was yeah, born so a angular. Yeah, if you're if you're, if you're like listening audio, to the audio, if you're, <laughs> if you're listening to the audio, we have a <laughs> cancer rising chart. We fucking Thursday. love Chris Brennan. Yo, it's oh, so- shout out my other Scorpio girl, Miss Chris Brennan. Yeah, the one, the one Scorpio one. sun, number one, Capricorn Mars. You know, number one, truly. We have like he says, we have a Cancer rising with a beautiful, lovely moon in the first, first decante. Then we have twenty three Aries on the MC, just like the moment that we're in right now. We're literally, we're literally in my tenth house. We're literally hanging out in my tenth house. We're hanging. As you can see, the angles are very cardinal and very active. We have the moon in the first, Jupiter in the tenth, and then Mars in the seventh. Oh, oh, look around, everybody on mute. Very that. <laughs> yes, no, I have a very, very cardinal chart, which is something that me and Mackenzie have spoken about a lot because she doesn't. I, yeah, I am not a cardinal person at all. Like, I'm so fixed and so mutable. Like, my only two cardinal planets are fallen. Oh, pick them up, bitch. <laughs> we gotta go. Um, so being cardinal is so not a thing. Not your vibe. Yeah, and also, uh, shout out Drew Levante's initiate course, because oh. literally the word initiate, I remember, and I even have told them this, like, I was so triggered by the word, I was like, what do you mean? An- initiate? What the fuck? Like, this, like, get things going energy commence yeah like this get things going i was like what the fuck and i love that course i love drew shout out drew she was Uh, actually my ta for austin's class Sickening. We love Drew. Lovely mind. We fucking love Drew. Sickening mind. But like that concept of like initiating, beginning, starting, getting things going, I just have like the weirdest relationship with it because my planets are fallen mm. and it's just like I'm just so much more fixed and mutable that cardinal energy is so like foreign to me and so that's why it like feels so good to be around someone who's like very present in mm-hmm. that cardinal energy. Um, and your chart is so fucking... She's too cardinal girl. She's so... She really is like a I fountain, love. you know, like... And I do have fixed placements too. Like yeah. I do have my son and Mercury and Scorpio, but they all really just answer to an evocative, active, you know, I'm going to make you react to me kind of Mars. I oh. think that's been my experience my whole life for good and for bad, Yeah. which I think is also very Martian, you that's know. Sure. Before we go any further, always oh. want to put a trigger warning that this is an episode about Mars. Mars is a malefic, so that's not... Mama! Malefic planets bring us challenging things. Mars is a difficult planet to interact with in any way, shape, and form. It can get more comfortable with time, of course, but Mars, you know, deals with things like aggression, injury, illness, 
you know, violence. I love the red hot things in the life. The red hot things in life. So at any Both time, pleasurable and unpleasurable. Like <gasps> literally not even that in like a, no, like actually like think red hot things that the stove burns you and it's not a red hot cute mm-hmm. thing. It's actually ouch. open burning skin, you it's know? It's a big ouch. So when you really think of Mars, remember that it's like the extreme opposite of Saturn. If we're looking at Saturn as extreme cold, we'd be mm-hmm. looking at Mars as like extreme heat, extreme like extreme measures, you know? Yeah. Ones that aren't necessarily thought out because they're very quick and rash and you didn't see it, but you got the paper cut. But even that simply Martian, you know? Truly, that acuteness. The acuteness of it. You didn't so, even see it. At any time when you're listening to any of the Mars episodes, be aware of your body, be aware of yourself, come back to things if you need to, because um, it gets real hot and spicy in the Mars episodes, 100%. Um, so Mars and Capricorn. This is like the most dignified Mars of all, because in my world, exaltation Ooh. is better than domicile. Um, and like, this is malefic in malefic world. This mm. is the answering to answering to the taking order from the malefic that has already thought out the circumstances and situation that it's putting mars in like you really have to think about the underlying reason why mars would exalt Mm -hmm. in capricorn like what what does capricorn bring like it brings raw resource and a structured element to use that resource have at it gorge you know like you're not in the swamps looking you know trying to sense with your sixth sense that mars has in scorpio you're actually seeing especially mm-hmm. like if you look at the way the decans are formed like from like the headless body where you would find that first part to the pyramid image where like you're building the impossible to the actual throne <sighs> oh. that sits in the impossible that has been conquered and built you know the things mm-hmm. that it takes for you to enter those different phases of capricorn the pyramid demand demand the blade the iron and the actual like having to give it all up to sit on that throne and also defend it you know because you have to do everything and then you have to defend that which you have created from people who want exactly what you already have like once you sit on the throne what does every single king or emperor or you know person in power do do everything to protect their power like turn martian who do i have to cut off what do i have to do like Who's my, like, uh, perfect assassin that's taking out, you know, everything that is going to limit the amount of resource in ways that I can make, you know, my kingdom function? 100%. Because then they've done all of this work to get to this place, and then you're like, oh, then what? I can't just enjoy it. I have to maintain it. I have to protect it. it. Yeah, I have to protect it, maintain it, continue to grow it, cultivate it, do all of these things. That are Saturnian, Mm -hmm. which Mars only in Capricorn is able to do with, you know, a little bit of not messiness because if we look at mars in any other sign aries it doesn't even want to look at the instructions you know no, what are instructions scorpio it wants to feel the instructions come from their third eye you know so it's really just <laughs> like hungry. that's really me as scorpio i'm like i don't want to read it i want to feel it like yeah. it, tell me you know what is what what does it want me to do with it mm-hmm. whereas in capricorn it's like give me something that actually is substantial and able to be taken from thought into actual physical Earth sign, Capricorn yeah, Earth sign. Earth sign. Manifestation. It's very, it's very literal and very tangible in so many ways. Like you feel it. Yes, ma'am. And that earthiness speaks to this like deep foundation that you feel in it. That like this Mark and Capricorn is like it's not just doing things like above the surface. It's like embedded in what Earth it's doing. Man. It knows why. It is rooted. It feels the purpose in everything. If it's a night chart. Oh. So let's talk about. <laughs> That's sex. Sex. 
sect with Sabbath. conversation about sex. So, for example. Yeah, so sect is day and night if you're new here. And planets perform differently based on their condition. And one of those conditions is was it day or was it night? And the Mars is the malefic that is of the night sect. So they are happier at night because the night tempers this extreme violent, you know, volatile heat. Whereas Mars during the day, it's during the day. It's warm, it's sunny, it's hot. It's going to be exacerbated and really more agitated. Whereas night really cools Mars down. And so it's not always, but it's generally pretty broad stroke that night charts are a little more comfortable engaging with Mars. That doesn't mean it's easy. No. That doesn't mean it's fun. But it's generally easier to engage with in a way that can be productive. Yeah, productive, constructive, and not as harmful. And you know, Edwin. Because opposite to that, opposite to that, Saturn is the malefic of you know the, the day. day sect. So Saturn at night is literally going to impede, I slow see. down, limit, hinder delay until later age everything that night charts kind of got going mm -hmm. on you know like literally my mars is configured to a trine to saturn in yeah. taurus so it's like literally having to work with people who delay me having to learn to work mm -hmm. with saturnian figures is also a huge part of working with mars in capricorn because it ultimately answers to if you're born at night the planet mm -hmm. that also hinders you mm -hmm. so you're literally like she's saying it's not really a fun joyous ride it's more of a ride that actually gives you like affirmation <laughs> like Saturn's like here you go girl like you got through the, the mode on difficult congrats. Bitch, congrats. <laughs> like you turn 14 here you go like it's very that it's definitely yeah. been the Saturnian and Martian experience mixed together because it's yeah the malefic in the space of another malefic because it's not you know planets a domicile they if you're in your own place you have to clean up your own shit and so you're responsible for it you have to take care of yourself but if you're in you know like exaltation girl you have somebody to ask for help and in this case, it's the malefic answering to the malefic in a way that is so dignified. Because um, it's also, of course, worth mentioning that the opposite is the opposite of true. Because when Saturn is in the place of Mars, it's fallen. Mama's going to the gig. And <laughs> it's not, you know, it's wet. It's annoying. And then in Aries, it's burnt to a crisp. Yeah. You know? So the Saturnian and Martian experience, like, Mars doesn't necessarily have the resource to give Saturn what mm -hmm. Saturn's able to give Mars. Yep. Like it really gives like greater and lesser a whole different context when you look at yeah. benefics and malefics, you know, like yeah. what Jupiter's able to bring Venus, Venus doesn't, can't. she can't. She can't. You get what I'm saying? Like Jupiter has to go to the moon mm -hmm. to get exaltation, not right. necessarily to Venus. So you kind of see that same relationship between Mars and Saturn, whereas Saturn gives and Mars There's so much more. takes. Yeah, Mars, Saturn's like, you know what, girl, like I have this great big huge structured plan that only you have the, you know, anima and will to complete. That, literally the energy, which is I think another huge thing about Mars and Capricorn is that like the extremely Saturnian Capricorn experience of like having the plan, being do, willing to do it and the longevity that that takes, Mars is able to literally throw in this just energy and action and the ability to just go 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 and to keep with it and to keep doing the thing i mean if you really look at it like especially at least i have an early mars so like mm -hmm. my whole life i've yeah. had this like self journey or like self race or like literally competing to be the best in like theater art like whatever it was that like martians 
specifically ones who have a lot of sponsorship back to Mars, mm. they really go through that like self inner like game on challenge. You know, like sure. it's literally a life where it's not even necessarily circumstances that create the the competition or the arena mm. for Mars to perform in. But literally the self-narrative that one might have like self-imposed on what they're doing so like for example like scorpio's my fifth house yeah. so i have a whole lot of martian like ambition towards like my life going like how i use my artistry in my hands but it's only through intimate relationships in mars and capricorn in that a lot of that gets affirmed or like developed because i create that intimacy with my art so there's this really weird way like I service I'm a makeup artist so I service women did we could we could we tell can we get into the mall can we get into the Martian liner <laughs> oh my god Mars wants to take me out oh my god uh, the gigs have begun girl you see you, that's that fallen Venus in Virgo that's that fallen Venus in Virgo girl getting just Slammer and by malefics in both earth signs. Yeah, I have a Venus in Virgo. She answers to a Mercury in Scorpio who answers back to who? Mars. Mars. <laughs> so basically my whole chart is rooted to self like Journey or like competition I would say mm. and everyone that I meet literally in a workspace sees me as competition too oh. it's so weird both like in astrology and makeup and beauty and performance that's like, a very mars anywhere. in the seventh thing like especially in capricorn like this high exaltation places that no one can like see you without seeing that you're someone that to they go against. yeah because i will say people forget that the seventh house is not just all cutesy shit mama people be saying oh my god the seventh house my husband my wife my partner my spouse and i'm like bitch that is your enemy that's your open enemy it's established that you don't fuck with each other if it's contractual you know you do not fuck with each other and it's saturnium babe <laughs> you're like let me hold that grudge it goes back to my 11th house and in a lot of like open network spaces getting intimate with people has brought that problem mm. where it's like they want to like literally like take it and have it all for them and it's like girl oh. i literally doing an 11th house service creates that want for intimacy and when people get intimate mm. with me it becomes obsessive mm. like it's that weird it's very very weird because if you look at my chart if you go back to it where's the chart oh, yeah saturn trines mm. both malefic you know like both malefics look an aspect of venus mm. both literally one is separating while the other one's applying so like literally my experience has been like being that weird outcast bringing something in and then taking Taking everyone by storm and competition, be like, I am the baddest bitch. Like, mm. hello, hello. But I want to support each and every single one of you. I want to uplift every single one. There is no competition because I'm here. You're like, it's really me. Against I'm here. Me. To, yeah, like I'm like, girl, really me against me. God, I am my own worst critic. Everything you've told me, I've already heard mm. from my own mind. So like, let's really not play this game because the chart doesn't want to. That's Crazy. Yeah, it's been very interesting. Like for example, I met Mackenzie in a what eleventh house situation. Oh, let's let's go back. Like we let's, really let's go back. Let's go so, back. Like let's go was... back. So Edward and I met at Norwalk. Dot com. <laughs> we met at the Norwalk Astrological Conference in, in Seattle, Toronto. Yes, uh, last year, twenty twenty three. Um, and had this whole moment where we were like, "Did she live in Florida? You live in." Hello, 911. And Hello. she was like, I live in the same coast this year. And I was Literally. Like, oh. We live like 
like just a little hop skip away i was like uh what do you mean and yeah we had a ball I... we had such a ball and then we ended up going to the airport together we literally ended she the weekend said, get together. the fuck in the car and i said girl I let's go sissy with me we're going i said can you drive she said <laughs> no <laughs> let's go that's literally mars she said let's go let's kick it but it was an 11th house situation yeah like it was literally 11th house that became a 7th house kind of moment sure. like that is literally my experience with humans where it's like it's my first time here and you're like girl I know everyone like Mackenzie's literally just bouncing off the walls kicking with the me, wall me kicking, Gemini you know, like, and she's like I'll come to this party and I'm like very scrubby I'm like girl I don't know them I can't get invited like if I can't come in I literally vividly this remember so going funny. back to my hotel room because like I'm very Latina when it comes to that like very like Oh, if I don't get invited inside the room, like, bitch, I will not go in. You know, like, it's a brujeria loca. I was in, she texts me at, like, 2 a.m. She's like, girl, why the fuck are you? I'm like, girl, you did not come back for me. She's like, the door was open. I'm like, I'm not that girl. I can't be that girl. It's so true. And it's actually funny that we're, that you mentioned that 7th house, 11th house thing, because I have rule of the 11th and the 7th. But for me, it's so airy. For me, it's so airy. It's so Gemini. I'm a little butterfly that goes from every little fucking place. Like, I just be flitting, flying, popping, you know, going, like, And it everywhere. was the first time that the Norwakiana girls were seeing, you know, a doll. So there was very much, like, what... <laughs> what is that thing? And I'm like, you know, let me start with a little mug for you. But we did have a ball. We, we did Moment get... for the dance party. Oh, no, the dance party. I went downstairs. I was faded down. Like, I was... Four edibles in, girl. I had to take a fat nap. And we I woke deep. up, we and she was, like, it. halfway through the dance. And Miss Mom was on the dance up. floor. I literally came up with, she like, She gave was... choreo down. Like, I'm literally coming back from, like, the ethereal. The yeah, and she's literally, like, giving full choreo, full category, full ballroom tease. I was like, oh, Miss Mom is in her tent, as she should. But it was so much fun. Honestly, I had so much yeah, fun. Norwalk dance. I literally just then. sat in the grass with Miss Mamas and just got turned. Yes, Chantel. It was very fun. Yes. It was very fun. It was very fun. And Marion, you remember Marion? Yes. Miss Mama with the skinty body and the outfits were just so good. Mm. Are you going this year? Yes, for sure. Um, Moment for Norwalk. Moment for Norwalk. I will be at the Pacino workshop giving real, like, I've really been living my Pacino fantasy. It's been the Pacino fantasy. I've been living so my Pacino renaissance, like, not just the runner, 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 you know, not the renaissance, but both. But both. 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 Of course. Yes. The moment yes. for that. It's, you know, three books of life kind of moment. Have you read okay. it? You have to read it. Yeah. I've looked. She really gives prophetic you know if you want well, to live yeah, in harmony absolutely. with the sun you know? like it's very bad it's very it's very like i'm living my fantasy with the spheres right now mm. back to mars not true you know look back but mars does rule sorcery witchcraft and very good magicians yeah the mars, ancient texts have said that yeah the ancient texts really go in on mars honestly like that is one of the planets that is so interesting to see all of the different things that they write about because of course there's like the extremely fucking gory shit mm -hmm. like slaughter and every single one yeah murder conquering of lands like besiegement of places beheading using of mars and exalted powers to take over thrones like yeah. when you really look at exalted mars in history it's only used to just like i mean the current world situation like martian powers and currents get take over like a jolt almost you would I see do. And chaos just almost reigns because if you look at the difference from when Mars was in Sagittarius, it was very like 
action based. It was very like religiously oh. oriented. And like as soon as Mars enters a cardinal sign, look it's at ready to go. look at its opposite sign. Like you have Cancer fallen, so it's acting out of emotion. Aries, it's acting out of passion. Like Capricorn, it's acting out of structure. Libra. And Libra, it's acting because it feels, feels. oppressed. Yeah. Quite literally. Like yeah. look at Mars and Cardinal signs. Like it's actually so interesting. We talked about this on the last Mars episode, the Mars and Sag episode, because they were talking about how like that use of energy just kind of ends up like going all these different places and like starting and stopping and looping back to things and one of the things that was said was like this isn't a mars and cap that can just like buck down do it nose to the grindstone do the thing get it done like this is a mars that wants to go everywhere and i knew going into this episode like reflecting back on that i was struck with how determined a mars and capricorn gets oh down like down. the focus the determination the intensity of will and both for a positive benefic cause if it's you know if that's its nature of existence but mm. also for malefic things like for sure if like the heading like if it wants to take you out like it will find the way to do it like when you look at mars and cap natives like they are determined for their point or like their their perspective on it to at least be brought to the table as a conversation mm. you know like when you look at Mars and Sag, it's very mutable. So it's very much like using what's already been written, you know, using something that provides all the resource that it needs to push it. Mm -hmm. Whereas Mars and Cap doesn't mind being like the raw, like jagged structure of what it believes in and selling it to you down. You know, like it will live its entire life, like polishing that fine, like black onyx mm -hmm. stone until it becomes the sharpest knife in the world. Mm -hmm. Like really look at it through those levels because then it goes into Aquarius. Mm, squaring other. its own squaring its own home sign so like there you also have like an entire conversation about like mars and capricorn into mars and aquarius mm -hmm. like how does that how does that and the rigid... different aspects because you know that makes the aspect on the other side but then the mars and cat makes the aspect to aries and so it's like really interesting how the saturn ruled signs aspect so many of, of the those... martian spheres absolutely because if you really looked at mars fixed nature in scorpio it still has a way to move it still has mm -hmm. like a certain flow an unseen one you could say and a, a one directional one almost just oh. because of the nature of the scorpion but in aquarius like it's a mind one mm -hmm. it's a structure that cannot be moved it's you know it can't be carved to the martian like you know the yes the martian movement because mm -hmm. i think mars and cap loves kind of like this is the first structure but like the structure and the final it's model building. never look the same no you get what i'm saying it's the like revision, that was version one yeah that was version one wait till i hit you know version 500 of the sure. same idea you don't have that luxury in aquarius no you get like, what i'm saying in aquarius it's like you're binding yourself to the structure and you have to put your will to that there's no other choice yeah so there's actions that can be taken to, Get to attest that, that will, affirm yeah. that will, kind of like bind yourself to that will, that sextile to Aries, but mm -hmm. it's not a movable place anymore. No. Which Mars struggles with in yeah. air signs, if you look at it. 100%. Throw back to that Mars retrograde in Gemini. <laughs> she took God, us That out. was my 12th house. She took us that was out. my 12th. And that oh, was my 7th house, girly. It was... <laughs> yeah. It was that. It was that. It was that. It was yeah. a rocky down. Yeah, it no. was the reason she now understands the Hellenistic term open enemy, okay? Because you had to deal with that for a good minute. Yeah, no, the Mars and Gemini retrograde was really rough. And like Mars, Gemini, Aquarius, and then just like also Libra, obviously, like classically debilitated. But Mars and air signs can really struggle to get, you know, 
any sort of momentum moving because it's just buzzing everywhere. Whereas Mars in Earth signs, even like the debilitated Earth sign, because I can speak for myself for that, is like there's still something there to grasp. There's still something to work with that feels like really helpful as opposed to just I don't know what the fuck is going on or where I am or what's happening or what's going on. I mean, or... if you look at like Saturn and Mars in Taurus specifically, mm. there's always something to break through. Yeah. There's always like a certain kind of fixity in like environment almost even that like Mars in Capricorn is like able to take the action to break through it. Whereas Mars in Taurus like literally is trying to do that with, you know, a flowering garden, you know, kind of tools instead <laughs> of like literal acts and yeah. like, mining tools whereas saturn in slow ass taurus takes its time because it's comfortable in the environment that it's in Mm -hmm. so it's like with earth signs you kind of have that like looking for and at resource in order to build and make something Mm -hmm. mars and taurus has the ability to do that with its own comfort (laughs) that's what i would say about the mars and taurus girlies they only wait until they're uncomfortable to take the action Mars in Capricorn doesn't live comfortable. Like that. And that's T. T. That's Mars in Earth signs. That's what we're getting into. That's, and that is so, that is such a Taurus Scorpio thing is like the concept of comfort as well. And I've thought about that a lot with like the specific sextile uh, between like Scorpio, Capricorn, and then like the trine with Taurus and how like Capricorn then like essentially can like look at that issue and be like, okay, what do we do about it? What do we do about it? What do we do about it? That's why it's so interesting. Like, I love Taurus placements because my literal Mars and Cap like always looks at a Taurus placement and there's always this kind of like active, reactive, passive moment where it's like, are we going to do it? We should do it. Oh my God. Like there's really that interesting thing because I always bump into Saturn. Like I always bump into like the issue with the thing and like the limitation that one has to find a clever way to kind of like work around. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why Mars in Scorpio and Mars in Capricorn like lives such an interesting kind of life you know because there's a certain passion that you find in scorpio that creates weird shit like mars as a creative is also some place or like a sphere that i don't think is ever really like popped but like we were talking about scorpio natives and mars and capricorn natives like gaga yeah like look at the creations they're not necessarily beautiful they're provocative you know they make you think of beauty in a different way like you cannot tell me that that vma performance where she just had the had the paparazzi (laughs) and she just gave us a blood gag yeah you know very rocky horror very scorpionic like it just it takes you mars is able to take you there with red and just like switch up that wasn't Mm -hmm. beautiful that wasn't like britney spears with the snake giving body it was yeah, yeah it was like I am art, you know, like I am gonna give you the gag, both with the song, with the dancers, with the set. Like mm-hmm. she with just everything. got finished playing with piano with her feet. Like, look at how much she disturbed the feminine like sphere yeah. and like look so of fashion. Good. Yeah, and she was like, no, I'm gonna fuck it up. I'm gonna raw it up as a performance. That is such a malefic, malefic, like double experience, because it's like you're you might hate it but you're not going to be able to look away. You might be absolutely disgusted, but you're going to be enraptured. And it's this like ability because Mars has this extremely potent ick factor that I feel like more than any planet knows, like Mars will like, when you get that like a whole body ick, like mm. that is such a Mars sensation. And to have it in Saturn's realm to be like, 
Oh, this ick, this ick is gonna ick at you. It's gonna itch. And it's, it's gonna, gonna stay. Yeah, it's, it's literally like stay. a long lasting, but how, like, but why? But like, it, it really triggers like the benefic spheres in the sense that it like pushes conformity out. Absolutely. And it automatically, like when you look at, for example, her Venus, like third decan of Aries, like if you look at the yeah. third decan of Aries, like if you look at the way the Martian kind of like decans and Saturnian decans go, it's very interesting because mm -hmm. the third decan of Aries in some systems it's bombastically over like charismatically yeah very eye. like it's literally over the top on purpose mm -hmm. and in order for some people to conquer places peoples and things like they have to that, be more that like who's going to dare to go up against the girl that just hung herself they from like a string while yeah. bleeding girl like they're like leave her there she's in her yeah. own realm like interestingly whenever i did uh, put together a playlist of like artists femme artists by venus sign and i like organized it by venus and she was like god tier venus and aries example and i kept thinking about that square back to the mars and cap and how it like feeds it she agitates she it literally agitates it. her own like experience by what she's doing because remember when she started you had this entire world like is she a man is she a woman like mm -hmm. what is this thing that just like has this? taken this you know like Mars in Capricorn loves doing that. Oh yeah. And the first the decade, when you go back the to moments. that first decade, bitch, because I live for a decade talk. When you go back to the Yay! first decade, it's literally called like the headless body. Yeah. Like you literally have like matter wanting to come into being and not having a specific form to to actually fit have into. it in. yeah. So it's like these person and these people like are able to box themselves in different like silhouettes almost yeah. until they find one that they want to stitch together and like fortify which is personally what i love about a good martian story because it mm. always shows either the fall the great fall of exalted or Mars the great people, rise or the great rise yeah and that it always has the drama it always has something that it's a gag gasp. it's a gag it's a gag yeah. it's a gasp it's something depending that, on their saturn sign yeah absolutely because then you look at someone who's born with like a mars and capricorn with like saturn and aries yeah, mutual reception, but you have mutual reception in one of the toughest kind of like, one of the you know, grindest, you know, planetary combinations. So I definitely think if you have an exalted placement, it's really good to go back to who's, the house ruler. Yeah, who's in the charge? The house ruler, who's giving you that resource, you know? Yeah. The rulers are so pivotal. pivotal. I feel like especially for this Mars, because it's so like... Even more so, I feel maybe a little bit, this will obviously be for the next episode on like Mars and Aquarius, but there's this sense of like responsibility with Mars and Capricorn. It's like, okay, I have all of this power. Now what do I do with it? You have to put it to What do I, yeah, like I can't just sit on it. I'm not, I'm not able physically able or does even want to just sit on my laurels. Like I have to now do something with it. I have to take it. I have to transform it. I have to actually it. make it happen. I can't just think about it I can't just marinate on it it's going to be a thing and it's becomes this like rise or fall as you said depending on how to it's your handled. own demise because it's like imagine not thinking you're like a top grade a like NFL football player mm. and not being able to get out of bed and go even to the field to condition oh like there's experiences of people who have like, like placement of great will and ability to conquer through it but like actually having a Saturn 
or like a disposition to mm-hmm. take that action is sometimes very difficult like for yeah. people and depending on like all the different aspects that your chart kind of has to deal with so because you could be extremely hindered and then that's when like because that's even sort of like the difficulty with the cardinal experience is like when you're not able to do the thing then you get you're still like, expected yeah, like you're, you're literally expected, like you the energy then gets really pent up and that can like because you have to take action and you're mm-hmm. taking action without necessarily like trusting where it's going Mm. and there you have like Saturn's so big on trust look at look at how like difficult it is for the moon to experience Mars yeah like she's so movable she's definitely like not how she felt five minutes ago and that is difficult for Mars because we can't we can't tell me to cut the cloth right here and then change it to over here mm-hmm. in two minutes yeah. it's beautiful but the fabric is not ruined the structure like the bigger kind we of like go back from this exactly because yeah. mars severs things mars mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily create like a malleable changeable like oh no you can put it back like it's not clay I, you're dealing with a, something after the killing type of shit you this know is, this is actually something i think a lot about with the mars in the earth signs like archetypally because like mars in Capricorn is not like how you said it's it's not like a clay it's more almost like the brick like block foundations because there are some things in life that you know unfortunately can't be fixed like some things they just have to start again from scratch and I feel like that's the real beauty of so many like Mars and Capricorn individuals that it's like all right no matter how many times you break it down I'm gonna be willing to build it back again I'm gonna be willing to grow again build it back again I'm gonna be willing to start from scratch because okay cool you knocked down that foundation I'll build one that's better and stronger Mm. and more beautiful than the last one and if you want to knock that down too cool I'm gonna keep going because you're not going to be able to stop me from continuing to go which creates a huge lack and pivot between the mind and the emotion Mm. like I think which is also a huge kind of like entire different sphere with Mars just because I personally have like my mood opposed Mars same that's a big thing whatever whatever everyone and I had our like Norwag moment and we like looked at each other's charts we were like like, oh we get it we get it yeah the the girlies who get it get it because you have this like super dignified mars and moon opposition and then i have like the complete opposite debilitated mars moon opposition and so and like in the water and the earth signs and we just like had this moment where we were like okay it's and there's a lot of people that have like that placement which is very interesting i've spoken like in the last couple of months to a lot of people and it's this weird 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 discomfort with being like in your vessel in your body kind of just like relaxing there really isn't the ability to do that i think like their mars literally agitates the environment that's supposed to feel kind of like the calmest mm-hmm. and entering a lunar rule gear oh mama i'm there i am experiencing and mars is opposing my moon to the degree right oh, now shit. like literally to the degree of we as we speak about it yeah. and it's just like knowing and learning about everything that you have started cardinal that is opposing your rest at this current moment that is like doesn't want you to all the responsibilities all the saturnian things ruler in the 11th all the community things all the like tending to the garden that is the earth placement realm and not allowing that to like help the moon just lay and sit Mind you, because this new moon is literally yeah, a moon so 180 close. degrees yeah. away from my natal. So literally being put in that margin kind of sphere when you're not in a life period to 
sustain it. The life force is not getting vital. Yeah, like, and the moon is such a body kind of gig when we really look at it as like an indicator that I've been feeling kind of like the whiplashes of those responsibilities to the body. Oh. And literally just to the sphere and to the home, like when you really get into that gig, that opposition, it's very, very interesting because mine are both, one is in domicile, one is exalted. Yeah. So both have the ability to kind of like want to put in the agenda, mm. but I definitely have noticed that Miss take over yeah it says i would like to insert my will i would like to place my authority and my dominance right here right now like i'm gonna ask you something you have to tell the audience that you how many times have you fallen asleep with your work items on your bed with you Ooh. i used to be really bad about it i placed a boundary though oh you see i don't have that i don't have boundaries i that is literally the most Mars opposite moon thing. Like all the things for work, like all your yeah. astrology books with your laptop and you just passing out on the bed. Like That used to be me, especially because it's my six and 12 axis. That was me in college, actually. I used to fall asleep with stuff on my bed in college, high school, middle school, my whole life. I would fall asleep with books, papers everywhere. But I set a really good boundary, actually. Whenever I graduate college, I was like, I cannot do this anymore. I need my bed, my rest to be a sanctuary. And it's such me a different my, experience, me right? my little 12th house life, I was like, I would need, I need to disappear. And as y'all have probably heard me say, I need to cocoon. Very for a little minute, I need Very to go. I need to go cocoon, um, and you'll get there, maybe. Maybe. I'm nowhere near my Saturn return, so I don't want to talk about it. I can't. I can't relate. That's me and boundaries. That's a whole Saturn and Taurus gig. True. Yeah, that's a whole, whole Saturn and Taurus gig. So like, I don't think you guys understand. This is interesting. So I'm actually, we're going to have to get, obviously we'll keep in touch and talk about it, how different the relationship with Mars is before versus after the Saturn return. And in my secondary progression to Mars is currently at its degree of exaltation. So like it all shifts, interestingly, like Sun moves into Sag in progress chart next year. Mars moves into Aquarius. Aquarius. So like I've lived a Martian experience. This whole, yeah, this whole time. But like, I don't know anything else, you know. Mm -hmm. And another like trigger warning: eating disorders. Mars is such like an inhibitor, like for me, oh, of food. Oh, and Saturn, yeah. Of food, wow. like so, like it's been very interesting, like taking now like topics, like year two, like the whole remediation thing, like going to a place of studying that allows me to understand those things because mm -hmm. it's very like embodied in reality and not necessarily like my relationship only to yeah. intimate people but like literally people like my intimate shit the, almost yeah. like that whole seventh house axis of like things opposite to me very active very active so like the martian experience isn't just you know glamour glitz and like sickening sharp eyeliner but it also is one of endurance yeah like one of pure and sickening endurance towards like that specific goal or mm. thing that you want mm. i definitely think so yeah. that's mars has a lot lots of so much. stuff yeah so, yeah so definitely like living that like angular opposition mm. this year has been like a study you're so, you're a very active person like you do a lot you are so like it's weird lot. because i literally forget to eat because of work 
it's not even like an actual like me halting myself or like me having any personal issues it's literally like my body will be like well i'm not hungry i'm keep doing going stuff. keep going on that nine editing binger like keep doing Ooh. that like like look that's like six seven hours like keep like the body will like the martian body will wear itself out because of what it's trying to achieve mm. like it's your malefics are like just keep going yeah you know no, the malefics literally are just like, like oh just, just keep just creating keep, just like keep what going. what is the body like what is the vessel like what is comfort no like do that look oh that this this actually brings up something that i've been talking to a couple clients about recently when a planet is so dignified they almost go into autopilot and they're like, yeah, things are great. Things are good. We're just going no matter what it is. And they just keep going. And it's almost a thing that you literally forget to consciously think about because it's just already established and there and such a foundational level of support that it almost doesn't require as much upkeep to just keep it going. Even if it's in a malefic nature. Yeah. So then when you look at remediatorial processes, that's why it's a very dangerous kind of sphere right now, like taking Copic's class sometimes you're not meant to feed that planet mm -hmm. because you will be overstimulating yeah. that sphere and causing some like literally it's already feeding doing fire enough. it's already doing so it's enough. literally like a lot of people are just like well just light a candle for mars i'm like you might need no. to starve mars actually yeah, yeah, no. you might need to go on a fast of martian things on like that tuesday or like literally a full fast to cleanse that sphere before yeah. you're able to really like Engage assess and give it like the right thing so it's been very very interesting to like see yeah that opposition come to life and how you can like literally work to remediate something mm -hmm. so like angular yeah is what i would say because i think sure. angular experience is definitely like once they become activated by like perfections blah, mm -hmm. da, 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 da. Da, da, da. oh they get like really in your face one-on-one -on -one. and i think as an astrologer remediating that within your own chart allows you to facilitate that space for like other people that might be entering oh, that sure. you know so it's been fucking crazy, bro. Like, it's been fucking crazy. Like, an exalted fucking Mars is really, really pushing through. Really pushing yeah. through. And my solar return, remember that gnarly eclipse yeah. in Scorpio? Like, in Taurus, witnessing all of that Mars. Like, Jupiter has been training that Mars all year. Now the return of that Mars is happening. Yeah, like, Mars and Taurus has been or jupiter and taurus jupiter and taurus has just been like literally shining a ray on everything that's been wrong with that mars because when you look at jupiter mars combinations yeah. go right back to my fucking natal chart girl yeah. jupiter answers to mars and mars literally is witnessing jupiter because it's it's house ruler yep so it's like you really look at my base of faith and religious practices as one of the biggest outlets for remediating that like mm. like so much energy that it would be kind of self-destructive if yeah. i contained it all in so it's like literally yes yeah, spend six months trying to figure out like a ritual to the fucking gods like yeah. that like all that weird different shit like all that 10th house shit really just perform yep, just go perform it. like go do something go girl. Do like them. go do it because if not it just gets pent up yeah down that's from that, a Martian that baddie. Gets, that, get, that gets so because like the malevolent nature of that gets so intense over time that like whenever it like gets pent up in that way and like doesn't have an outlet. It's terrible. It's literally terrible because it's it gives senseless arguments and wars. Mm. you get what i'm yeah, saying yeah. because like the malefic nature is to want to wanna defend somehow. against something it yeah. wants to compete against something so it's like a lot of i'll create an enemy 
souring of intimate relationships literally for reasons unbeknownst to me. Oh, the favorite thing of the universe to do to me. Oh. Like, we go back and my, like, horror crooks chart has been Gaga. Every time that I was talking to her yeah. about before in the pod before we started, yeah. every time she has, like, a career pivotal moment, she'll have, like, something tragic happen in her love life. And literally, the life of angular placements, like, it's literally either you get a really good seventh house situation, yeah. or you get a really good fifth house situation. Mm. You can't get both. Oof. You can't get both. You get what I'm saying? Like, either you're creating the thing that's, like, really dope and artistic, or you're investing into that really intimate relationship, mm. but you can't get both. It's interesting. I often like to, because one of the things people talk about, oh, is, me one of the things people often talk about is like, okay, what house is sex in or whatever? And I always like to think like, okay, like it might be in a couple different places, but like the fifth house would be like sex for fun, for joy, for pleasure. And you get that. You, you see where we're going to that. And you know and then the seventh house is like, okay, that's sex for intimacy, Bitch, let me for take togetherness. Hair, okay, because I'm about to explain to you. I'm about to, to take you to the month. It's the togetherness. And it's like, it's the joining of two people versus like, we're just here for a good time, not for a long time. You know, like the difference between like being ready to commit versus just trying to fall out. So the first decan of Scorpio, the first decante of Scorpio, <laughs> the first piece of Scorpio copic calls the lore the bible the nymph so the we nymph. usually get images of a hungry woman who's like in red and who's like eating red meat and it's like an image where you find like the ecstasy and hungry woman now when you look at what you're saying and oh my god red. you're done literally you're red. done literally red. She's when like you look red. at that fifth house like literally a lot of my life and a lot of the delineations that astrologers have given me is that I have to work my sexual energy into creation mm. and artistic creation because if not like because of the way that I look because of the way that I am I have facilitated and aided many people into exploring for the first time like that whole kind of like deal fantasy which I think all queer culture knows about which for I sure. think is a very Martian thing absolutely a very Martian thing and that first decan of Scorpio and that fifth house of like what you're saying, like mm -hmm. hookup culture, or just like, yep. oh, turning the trade out or just like literally being out and like somebody wanting that quick moment with yep. you and having something intimate, yep. which is that seventh house. Like and being able to just create that moment. Yeah, and then struggling because then you're trying to go from that like fifth house to seventh house. And it's yeah. like intimacy leads to you trusting someone enough to hate them and love them you know sure. so it's like literally either you're living that fifth house fantasy where you're like in the nymph kind in, of world literally in the fantasy fifth house like joy of venus you're not you're not there for a quick time like you're not well you're there for a quick time sorry you're not there for a long time that would be jupiterian you yeah, know yeah. like we would be looking at like expanding the 11th you know, house fantasies yeah. of forever like venus and pisces okay we could see it a little bit mm. we could see it a little oh Little bit because of the Jupiterian sign. Yeah, because of the Jupiter. But then when you look at Venus in the first decade of Sag, mm. it's all about quick, like you can only do quick love magic, you know? Like Venus isn't necessarily worried about the marriage. She's worried about getting you two to love each other enough to get to that moment in that sequence. She's worried about you orgasming. Like the Jupiterian arc would be the marriage and using religion to promise, you know, vows of faith. That yeah. we can get into. That's the relationship. Venus is worried about the party at the motherfucking marriage, you know? For like real. she's worried about the reception after the, party. the Saturnian binding, you yeah. know? And so There's, like the dichotomy and like contrast between that fifth, seventh house relationship 
and everything that goes in that. And then like Mars being like, mm. choose, choose. Either yeah. you are a whore and not a bad, not in a bad way, not in a bad way because we I definitely. The, let's plug the ethical slut book forever and always. Period. That is a margin experience. Like literally being willing to just do your thing. That's a margin thing. I live and support people who are sex workers. Like Absolutely. I definitely think that fifth house is about that. And when then when you get to the seventh house, it's almost like the makeout session after you had sex where you're telling each other the intimate things and mm -hmm. the person didn't leave. You know, yep. it wasn't like the grinder hookup that gets up after you're done and just like dips yes. out. It's the person who stays with you, you know. They stay the night. Exactly. Like that's very seventh house. Like I can fall asleep and you can steal my things. That's seventh house. That's so seventh that's house. That's so seventh house. Because, like, like, like you could very easily and that is a, such a real thing with like Mars and vulnerability in general. It's like you are trusting someone to essentially wield a knife against you and you are like if giving them the, is the body like you are giving them the power even having you know the intimacy of engaging to that mm -hmm. level of being inside the home inside the body like engaging in that sexual thing when you look at it from a fifth house perspective it's for fun mm -hmm. so it might not be as like strict or as like really you know binded but when mm -hmm. you're looking at a seventh house kind of moment it's almost like oh do you want to use protection Mm -hmm. that's a very distinctive how, fifth house how seventh we, how, house how are we protected you get what i'm saying like that is definitely like oh but if you this is so interesting for me to think about because even though our rising signs are technically averse we both have the marginal fifth house it's not and so thinking about the like relationships between intimacy uh, and the intimacy, levels of intimacy yeah. that come like, I don't think you understand, like, the margin, Mars and Capricorn has all of that underlying, especially me, since it has to do with intimate course, relationships yeah. with every like, single yeah, person that it meets. Ruling yeah, like, fifth. every single person that I meet is kind of like those skills of, like, mm -hmm. how much can I show of yeah. me? Like, are you a straight man? Do I need to act, like, a little bit bland so I can, like, blend in and just have, like, a respectful relationship with you? Are you a doll and we can get into, like, a whole, like, fully being ourselves mask off kind of moment? Are you like a cisgendered, you know, woman who has never seen someone like me and you're being awkward and I need to get something from you. So I'm going to like literally incognito what I am yeah. just to get through the, the situation. Today, yeah. Like that is literally Mars assessing every single intimate kind of like moment that it has because it has to. Yeah, for defense. Because there's yeah, a whole difference between like meeting like the old guy who's been dying to see someone like me so they can punch him in the face because of what they've been watching, you know, elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Like that because is also- Because of what they were taught, yeah. That is literally Mars in the summit. Like you literally have people, I have people who wake up every single day in the other side of the country, world, anywhere right now and don't wish for my existence. That is a Mars, it, that's the Martian experience. Literally. Like literally I could be stranded in their town and they would not hesitate to run me over. Not even like being exaggerative or anything. Not like that's just literally the Martian experience in Florida dressed like this right now. Yeah, because- It's it, a Martian experience. Yeah, because like you, even though like Edwin and I both live in like, you know, rather progressive liberal areas right. for Florida, Florida in general, is a rough place to live right now. So you drive out three hours and you have to get gas. And if you got a full face like me right now, you not only have to think about getting gas, but also defending yourself. Yeah. Like that is also part of the Martian like experience. Mm -hmm. Not because of anything other than existing and literally living your artistry. So it's been very interesting to live in this world currently and be like, no, I'm going to pioneer this.
Yeah. Like, I don't care that I'm 16. I'm going to do my full foundation, like full Patrick Star, Manny MUA fantasy in high school. Yes. Literally showing up my senior year, like blue eyebrows, blue eyeshadow, blue hair, blue outfit. Like she was very much like Gaga in your face about it yes. because I wanted my experience to be authentic, if anything. Mm -hmm. I'm like, if you're going to take me out, you're going to take me out in the most sickening mug. Like, I'm not going to live, you know, like... I'm not going to go ugly. I, hello? I'm not going to go ugly and not, I'm not going to go without living my most authentic expression of myself. Absolutely. I definitely think Mars will pay any price to do that, even if it means, like, having to wake up every single morning and be like, no, I don't want to be a girl. That would be someone who would be trans. No, I am this. I am not I this. I know who I, like, I am. Like, literally having to teach people to respect and create those kind of, like, structures of boundaries mm. even if they don't have them is my purpose you know yeah. like so that you know a queer boy who wears eyeshadow is not looked at hopefully as much as i was mm. you got what i'm saying like preparing and thinking about how this affects everything and everyone before you and after you mm. that's literally the entire experience of, a, of like the saturnian martian kind of i was about thing. to say it's giving saturn and it's so crazy earlier that you were like i'm still a couple years from my saturn return we're not going to talk about but, it but you're living the truth literally living like yeah. having to appease the saturnian things like having to appease like the saturnian bounds mm -hmm. like a very very heavy part of that is wearing makeup as a man like think of yeah. saturn and taurus like literally, Absolutely. oh, you're not supposed to. Like literally, the you're not supposed to make up is for a woman part has been a part of my entire existence. Mm -hmm. And you're like, who created that rule, girl? Like, What's the rule for? Who created that Saturnian rule in your book? You got what I'm saying? So literally how- I feel that that is actually a super like archetypally Capricorn experience as like just a, as an archetype of a sign is like, okay, that's your rule. But why though? Like why, why is that rule a thing? Cause I know like my Capricorn planet deals with that a lot. And it's like, why is this a thing who created this thing? Why are we honoring this structure? If it actually doesn't have a strong foundation, if it's actually not worthy of our respect for any other reason than they wanted to superimpose their will. Like it wasn't a rule to help people. It was a rule to create power for one or another. It wasn't made with everyone in mind. Like why is this rule a thing? It isn't. It's a part of your ideal structure that you would like to impose on people. And that's been the issue that in the 11th, I've just like became the weird witch in like the, the outhouse, like in the corner of the woods. And it's been such also a Saturnian experience because either Saturn gives you two options. Either you mm. form yourself into what that like mold or structure of where you're from or where you came mm. from or where that Saturnian kind of limit comes into. Or you can do the opposite Saturnian thing and lean into all the like non-conventional different things that exist into it. You get what I'm saying? So like you then flip the Saturnian situation. And you you're said hanging actually. Out. Yeah, I'm like, okay, Saturn, I'll take the box of being queer, which is weird char charms and warlock. Okay, give me the whole box of things that this society doesn't want. I'll be over in the corner. But it's taken like years. I had to go through like my Saturn square mm -hmm. when Saturn was an Aquarius. Yeah. Talk about losing an entire friend group. Yeah. Talk about losing the entire structure the of closing Saturn square. And literally being like, okay, I have nothing except old text. 
Egyptian old religious texts, like literally dead spirits and oh, isolation. I got, I got nothing. It was literally like, go, go over there and learn all of that so you can like get ready for this new 11th house situation mm -hmm. that you might be having. That's going to come. Like literally Saturn, Saturn and Pisces. Yeah. Now, now I have Saturn training both my moon and sun at the same time. Mm -hmm. But that Saturn Mars relationship. Get it's into it, y'all. It's, it's literally such a key. But even not just for my nativity, just nativities in general right now like sure. in natal experience so fucking gaggy so because right now even in the sky if you look at it just mars is the only person getting a good ray from saturn right now yeah like <laughs> mars said hey baby like jupiter is like i left the party go i cannot witness saturn for any longer you get that whole sign sextile for a little bit wait till Crazy. i get to gemini and sat literally Mars in Capricorn is the only thing that currently applied and made that sextile and literally look at what we're talking about. Yeah, the it's relationships so close right now. are the working relationships between Mars and Cap and Saturn. Like literally they're so Yeah, close. to give y'all like the degree situation right now, because like as of right now, we're recording this literally Wednesday, January 10th. So like they're to Mars, the degree. They're only what? To the degree. Like Mars. 30 seconds of arc. Okay. Yeah, like Mars is at four degrees of Capricorn and Saturn is at four degrees of Pisces. And Jupiter's still pretty close at five degrees. But it's like this is such a Mars Saturn episode. It's crazy. That it's is very so, interesting. So and so like even whenever because this is how it often goes. Um, I feel like a lot of times like I love electing. I love electoral astrology. But a lot of times there will be this thing where it's like the election chooses you. The like spheres time, are like time chooses you and whenever this ended up being essentially like the day that we were planning to record this i like looked at the chart of course and was holy shit okay this is the mars saturn episode with the mars saturn happening um because it's so it's so wild to see how the malefics interact in this way and i think i love this placement so much because like i have like the opposite like i have like the saturn in the place of mars fallen not the happy relationship of it with like also the earth taurus and so like people that have mars and capricorn have always been some that i've always been drawn to so much like i love they people. empower you type shit yeah like, it's really like almost an empire because i know you have a really sickening relationship with blaze too and she's mm. a mars and cap doll like she's oh. a mars and cap native who also has the moon in cancer like right. you like we know this experience and it's yeah. this weird like for you having it flipped yeah. You literally have to go and give in order to get back. Like, right, with you, sure. it's literally like the giving it's a and fixed states. Giving. Yeah. It's a like constant it's the, give. And the fixed nature is just such a different current to run yeah. that in. Because, at least for me, I have to actively find ways within myself to take action to do yes. the thing. For you, it's breaking out of like certain stagnation. Yep, absolutely. When it comes to those relational topics that pop up. Mm -hmm. So, like, literally, you'll be like, oh, I'm able to absorb it. 10 years later, you're like, okay, I'm done. Yep. Yeah, the Mars-Saturn experience for me is, like, being able it's, to take it and take it and take it and take it. Like, the compressurizing of situationships yeah. until you're like, no, I'm. this all stems back to that one time you did it in 2008. Like, you've done it 16 times since then. Right, it's like... And I'm at a point now, and you're like, oh... Now I'm done. That was now uh, I'm done. that was all the underneath motivation between that side eye that you gave that girl. Like it's really that layered when it comes to that because Mars yeah. and Taurus is so, I would say aesthetic about the way that it takes its like jabs at things and people. It's not mm -hmm. necessarily like Mars and Cap like messy kara It's more of like this like cute. 
took you out took you out of my like sphere and then made a cute little story about how it happened to the people around me. I'm dead. Like, it's very much, I hid the body, threw it out, and nobody saw what happened. Whereas, like, the Mars and Capricorn is like, like this, here's the body. Here's the body. Here's the gun <laughs> the that body. was used. This is the actual map that I used to do it. And Drew it out for here's, myself, for you. Here's the pictures of me following you here every single day, too, by the way. <laughs> like, it's very that. Whereas Mars and Taurus, I just think it's more of a, like, convenience situation yeah. so find the most convenient way to get the person or situation out of its life and then deal with the rest of it yeah very interesting because mars and libra does the same thing yeah the but the venus rolled until it opens its mouth and you're like oh that's how she fell that's how she really fell that's how she fell she said it with her chest wow and so that's been my and experience. that's and that's another interesting thing about like the mars and cap relationship with both of those like the aspect you know to both of those the square and then the trying to both of the venus ruled mars places is like the I guess contrast with how obvious it is what you're feeling because a Martin Cap has this forwardness constantly of knowing exactly how things are always whereas the like by contrast like a Venus world Mars is like I don't want to go there because it's messy it's like literally like a, I don't want to ruin the vibe yeah exactly. and you're like bitch well you don't even like the vibe so why do you give a fuck about it you yeah. know it's about the girl like what Mars the fuck do you mean like I don't want to ruin the vibe. You are not in the vibe right now. So like what? Like it's very much that. Like yeah. take the action for what you want to feel. For sure. Almost. And it's also the concept of like that. Well, that word you even used was ruin. Like the concept of ruin, where like a Mars in fucking Capricorn ruled by Saturn said, "Okay, ruin. That's fine. Whatever. Oh we can deal God. with that. We, we can, can deal. With we that. can deal with the rubble. We, we can, can make something out of the rubble. We can work with that. Like whereas someone else who doesn't have, I would say, the fortitude." to handle that is going to look at that and feel instantaneously defeated yeah like you know, literally i don't other... want to ruin the aesthetic because i'm not able to either compensate and give something better yeah. or fix it if it becomes disrupted even like i think about like basically any other mars placement besides capricorn would have like an immediate sort of probably this disgruntled frustration with being given this fucking rubble whereas like a mars and cap can only think i can do this with that i can do this with that no matter what state or condition they arrive in or they are thrusted upon they're able to immediately go into the mode of problem solving fixing creating seeing what can be transmuted and utilized mm. to the best thing um my favorite would be the only other one that i've experienced and read on like mars and pisces mm. third decan because it has a rulership oh. over that third oh, decade yeah, yeah. so it's literally like i will sacrifice my existence for this for anything you got what i'm saying like yeah. i like not nah, maybe i will but like no you're not worth that much but like i live for that sextile because it's like mars and pisces really is about giving its entire being for what it truly believes and i definitely mm. think that has a lot to do with mars and cap it's just not uh -huh. as like oh i can't make it happen it's I not think, as yeah it's not like no bitch you can make it happen so like when i meet mars and pisces people i'm like there's this beautiful will that you carry about yourself now bring it down to like physical manifestation you know like physical terrain function. yeah like literally the physical terrain it's the only placement and thing that i've read about that i just love the stories that you're able to find in that third decade of pisces it's very like in order to build it i'll give my body but you should have just used your two hands to build it instead of you know giving the gods the most ultimate so offering which is your body girl like be for real that is, an that is another thing i will say about mars and capricorn is the practicality of it it's like okay get to the point let's take care it's of like, it take like, care of it 
what's the most like literal interpretation at of this it. moment yeah it's very like present in that way that i feel like people often forget is a big earth thing because they maybe you know put that with air or fire mm. or something but the presence that earth, the earth has to yeah that re- that it requires that it holds that you immediately bring to it and that you are present within it um that I feel because more- you only start watering a plant once you start seeing like an actual presence of the plant like if the soil doesn't have anything protruded out of it yeah you're like oh girl it flopped you, you there's no reason for me to keep watering it it, it flopped it flopped like but if you see like the tiny little leaf pop out oh mama she's getting all the attention hope. she's hope. getting all the attention because there's enough there you know there's some kind of sustainability mm. between the seed that you planted and what you watered it in that tiny amount of time that gives you hope mm. and i think with mars and cap they always find that kind of like in between oh this is such a long 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 ass streak but i'm gonna mm, believe in it yeah and it's enough to truly get them there but it fucks them up yeah. i'm not gonna lie to you but yeah. it, like it's like you do all that you get to the top and then you're like was this throne worth con- like mm, was it you're right like, was it i had the agility i had the stamina i had the ability to do it was this saturnian journey worth it that's super deep because then you get into all those feelings of like I put in so much time and Legacy. energy into this thing. Yeah, like I'm I'm trying to build this, and now what have I is, built? Is this what I want to build? Is this what I want? Is this was this was even for it? me? Like <sighs> that that's how Saturn gets you mm-hmm. because Saturn puts you like underneath something or someone. So it's like oh. really looking at the underlying structure that Mars is really mm-hmm. taking action for and with. Any Martian person you can get caught up in. Mm. Any, any, because it's like imagine being in in the military. Perfect example, a soldier. Super. One hundred one. Yeah, Mars. The classic Mars example yeah, of the soldier. Like you get, you know, you do your training, you become the most sickening doll there. You become, you know, like top, top, top clearance. Like she's that girl. She get called on when you know they need a quick one too. Yeah, good like comparison with this reference has been used all over, but you have like the Mars and Aries, which is like the person on the front lines. That's the soldier that's front line, running in, charging into battle. You, you know, have the Mars taking and, care of anything. Yeah, you have the Mars and Scorpio, the sniper holding up above. Like, Agility, skill. The, yeah. The, a specific fixed skill. Absolutely. And then you have Mars and Capricorn. Which is running it, literally. Like running lieutenant. it, which means that they have no say or necessarily movement in what the above structure has told them to do you get what Mm, i'm saying like they're literally running based on the structure that's been handed and taught to them like literally saturn is like if they come in they're gonna get you know a pink stripe right here and five arm (laughs) tattoos they're not they don't necessarily even you know at a certain point mars and cab get so into it that it's like no that's just a structure that was asked of me because exactly boom let's do it let's do it you know everybody's gonna get that everybody's gonna do that and then it looks back and it's like, well, maybe mm-hmm. that structure wasn't one that I might have, you know, done, yeah. but it's just what I ran on. It's just what I believed in. It's just mm-hmm. what was instilled into me. Yeah. That's the Saturnian story that like, depending on your Saturn you side get bought, you, buy, you buy into that. You get put into that specific one. So there you have to look at the worth. That's the Saturnian like longevity of like when you get in it and you keep going in it and you do you it. You have to remember, you can't just get like, okay. The structure is this and it's just a revolving door because structures change structures mm-hmm. wither structures need reinforcing like there you get into that saturn uranus square not to bring out the outers but like there's that interesting like dichotomy between like change and revolution and like yes. how saturn deals with that for sure i would definitely say 
So I think that's been my experience with the Saturnian mm. structures. Like a lot of the time after doing it for like two or three years, like you're like, wait, why was I? What have I been? What What did I build uh, that for? Like you know, like oh, you built, you took, you got the entire kingdom, but I don't like where it's placed. Mm. That kind of shit, girl. It's like I built. It's like real life examples. Like I moved to this place because I had this great idea and I built my whole life, but I don't like it anymore. I don't like the water, and then you're living by the beach. Yeah. You know, you're like... <gasps> I don't like the cold, but you're in the mountains. Like, Thank you. I don't like the city, but I'm in New York. Because like, the structure asked that of you. Mm -hmm. Because the structure demanded that in order for you to get to the arc of completion in whatever Martian storyline yeah. you might have, you know, in your mind with it. And it's never perfect enough. It's mm. never not able to get taken up another level. You know, like mm. that's the issue with Mars and Capricorn. That cardinal energy knows no bounds. Yeah. So that second part is feats and like things that you aspire to do that will never come to fruition. It's interesting that you say that because like relationally, like Mars and Cap people, I love them, but I have had like romantic entanglements with some of them that was not cute no because it's like that it cardinal energy it was not cute for goes my into little... overdrive yeah. you know and it's like yeah i'm starting this with you but i'm also starting this this so it's like my love for you was something that i started yeah and now i need to go start 500 other things and right. you're like but wait what about the structure that you and i were we were building yeah i love them though some you, of my that's what i'm people. saying experiential like as an archetype, beautiful for a human to exist. Yeah, sometimes, I mean, that's, you that, know, that's, like, that's you every go, planet and every placement. Yeah, that's, like, that's as a human, which is very interesting because then you get into like the talismanic kind of gigs of it. And it's like, mm -hmm. Martian talismans are to be very cautious with. <sighs> so careful. Because it's like, a Mars in the 28th degree exalted. It's like, what do you do when you have to carry a, a knife that can cut you just by looking at it? Yep. You get what I'm saying? Like what what do you do with such dignity like we have been yep. speaking this whole time and like, i really feel like that it's so cheesy but like the line like with great power comes great responsibility i feel like this placement feels that more than any other because it's the malefic in malefic it will test it it will yeah. test it it's like okay so let's cardinal let's bring a situation to see how how well you yeah can like it. literally every single type of stress test that can possibly happen that you're constantly getting strengthened under every single one you learn you grow you build and then you're stronger better ready faster for the next one and it's like test up overdrive test up. yeah absolutely. so if you're a martian person be wary using martian talismans be, yeah you know be that's that's see really how much team. mars you're able to handle in your sphere you know is it activated do you have to work with it right now even you know yeah that's because like personal like i was gagging when everyone was like oh no i'm gonna make a talisman for that mars kazemi i'm like no I'm, i would never i me personally with my mars situation real real yeah, like I'm I, can't, I can't handle mars and domicile anything i can handle an exalted mars things but i can't do mars but that's because of my own sitch like literally but I, that's real and one thing that i've noticed people running into the issue with materia is that they they might think their body's able to just handle whole yeah, yeah. handle every single materia it. And not to bring Miss Caitlin Coppin into this, but of course. Our queen. I've had, to re <laughs> I've had to re-gift so much of her material because I was a little bit You're like, bitch! <laughs> she was talking about it and she's like, like, once you a, know, you know. I'm a Venus and Virgo. I hate Venus and Taurus talismans. Because the currency is just so, like, 
It's different. A different that it's just not a vibe. Absolutely. That's not to say that the Venus and Taurus talisman doesn't no. work. They're doing exactly what they're supposed but, to, which is why it doesn't feel good. This is why, like, so as a native, yeah. if you want to, like... Me with Mars and Scorpio material, because I have more Mars and Taurus... I've that never, 180. Never. That 180. Literally never. Become... And I love the, and like, because that's where my moon is. And so like, I have a lot of oppositions in my chart anyway. And so like, that's, you have to know. But fueling Mars to a place where your moon is at, that's fallen. Not as, it. Not it. Opposite, magically. Opposite magically, opposite you look at it and you're it. like, are you going to be alone in a watery, in a river? Like, yeah. are you going to do that alone in a river during a balsamic moon to do a cleansing? Like, right. you have to, like, look at the situation and what the situation, Absolutely. like, opens up and allows you to kind of, like, use. Exactly. Because then if you overfuel it, girl, then you're just then in a margin. And I'm saying that because I've done it. I'm saying that because I've done it to experiment right, and learn sure, about I, it. Yeah, the exalted like, Mars is, like... Bitch, I want to fuck around. Literally, I'm like, hmm, what does it do? Oh, God, girl snaps fucking finger but yeah. I got a good like yeah. that's how talismanic magic and I think margin spheres work like they want to push that limit to see how far the structure can be and you're gonna feel it in your body that's like the real thing with Mars like magic in general it's, it's gonna like you're gonna it's probably gonna you hurt up, fuck you it's up gonna hurt. it's gonna literally make you feel it yeah, it's going to hurt. And that is one of the things that, like, working with Mars as a planet, I found, like, more than any other. It's, like, if you're doing something that's not quite right, like, it's going to hurt. Like, it's literally, physically, like, you're going to start feeling it somewhere. It's going to be like, okay, listen to the body signals mm. when they say no. And be aware what's happening. And that's what's it, interesting. Your, like, your body will tell you. Because Mars, Mars talisman blur that. They blur the levels of pain and then like the hangover afterwards, you're like, yeah. why is my whole body like why is this sore? Yeah. Like I just did 14 pirouettes, three spins, you know, and I haven't drank water in five to ten songs. Like, why is my body, you know, running on lactic acid, girl? <laughs> and it's Mars. Yeah. Like Mars doesn't that's actually the only way to feel like literally Mars, like yeah. the reality of it, that pain yeah. is a part of entering the Martian sphere. Like if you're not sweating or crying while doing it is it martian <laughs> truly me when i woke up this Both morning two sex and gym literally me when i woke up this morning and i was like i'm gonna need to do a full body stretch before this talk because i have been so sore the last few days um as always mars life for me, yeah no for me mars, mars just overworks me like yeah. for me like a beautiful beautiful way to connect with dead spirits like live but mars overworks me to I don't know what a work-life balance is. Yeah. Like, real tea, girl. Like, tea. real gag tea. Like, downsides to the fucking Mars. And get, it's, like, that no, difficulty Mars, for structure. Mars says, we're going to go. We're going to go. We're going to do it. When why, are you stopping? Why, do you, why would you need to stop? To say, girl. And that is, that's a very malefic experience of, like, why would I, because you forget, like, Mars ruled by Saturn. Like, why would we stop for Venus or Jupiter? They can catch up. Like, why would we stop You can for find that? comfort in the discomfort, why, is what a Venus would, and Virgo says. Why like, would we stop Literally, Venus and Virgo is like, well, I guess this is it. <laughs> like, she doesn't care for finding Lux. She doesn't care for... She's like, well, I'm going to make a bed here in this works. shards of this glass. Shards of literal <laughs> glass is sometimes what we get from Mars. And we just lay there. And if you lay on enough pieces of glass, you don't feel it. Like, that's really what Venus and Virgo... Like, Not me thinking of my girl, uh, Maven Misbehaven, who literally has a whole Asperless performance where she has a whole glass walking, that's dancing Venus and Virgo. Movement. That's I'm literally screaming. Venus and Virgo. Like, one of the delineations in Venus and Virgo is, like, dancing and then missing a step. Yep. Like, you really get into that. And then if you look at that dispositorship from Mars, it's almost like being super glam. Mm. 
And if you were a woman, you would have been a sickening supermodel, but you were born a man. So oh. now you have to struggle against society to show your beauty in beauty spheres. Mama, Venus and Virgo. That, I was like, oh, that's the tale you're playing on me, universe. Yeah. I was like, the universe said that's, that's, like, I'll never forget. that's the bottom line. I'll never forget competition. Girl, I, everybody knows the doll was robbed. Everybody knows she was robbed. At what? By a corporate company. Tea. To be a Capricorn, to, to be, be a fucking Capricorn placement at that tea. moment, like I understood, like the reason that Mars, like trines between the male- malefics aren't necessarily positive, is what I absolutely low key figure because it's almost like the accessibility Malefic aspects in general, like, like the accessibility in. for struggle to become a part of the narrative has to start with situations like that. Mm-hmm. Like, in order for the doll to hit 27, 28 and have, like, that whole story arc, like, these moments have to happen right now. So it's very difficult as an astrologer because you can do nothing except, like, literally prepare. Mm -hmm. Quite literally. So it's, like, the whole opposition between the moon and malefic, like, prepared for it, went through the game. Like, the whole Saturn square, like, literally watching when those malefic combination comes in, I think is kind of, like, the morbid thing us astrologers do. Oh, for sure. So, I mean, tracking malefics is so much fun in general, and I mean, like messy every, every every I think I feel I feel like every good astrologer has had a an astrologer good moment where they're like, well, this is so bad. Let me make sure I really no for real. write down what's going on. For real, what's been your favorite like Mars like era? Has it been Mars in Aries, Mars in Capra, like Mars in Scorpio? Oh well, I am so like anybody. I'm sure everyone here if you're a regular listener has seen my chart, but like I have a planet in like Scorpio, Aries and Capricorn, like Mars domicile and exaltation places and all of them are debilitated. Mm. Um, and so I have had, I would say like Mars in those places doesn't really feel good ever, ever because it brings struggle. Yeah. Because all of my planets are debilitated <laughs> so, there. So However, that reminder of like a fallen planet always reminds you of why it's fallen. Right. Okay. Always. And so, well, two are fallen and one's antithesis, but still, um, but actually wait, no, no, all of the, no, all of those are in fall actually. Just kidding. Um, and she said <laughs> the moon fallen, <laughs> Jupiter fallen, Saturn, Down, Saturn, fallen but i I love jupiter in capricorn i love that for you but i will say that that is my favorite place for my out of the three of them i would say that's by far my favorite most comfortable i would say place for mars to be transit wise not people wise i love all of them people wise just because they obviously bring something out in me like relationally that i really enjoy however like transit wise lived experience mars's cap in cap has always been the most positive out of the three Mm. Do you feel the same way for like the return or? Hmm. It always brings messiness. It's messy, yeah. It, I think Mars and Scorpio allows me to get quiet. Hmm. So I'm able to really go into like spirit land. Like yeah. it's very, I live for the girls that have Mars and Scorpio because it's such a different placement from Mars and Cap. Yeah. Mars and Aries just makes me like want to 
post and create and do like all the 10th house shit. Yeah, 10th so house I find myself course. doing a lot. Like that Mars and Aries retrograde was slow. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, cute. The second time around didn't feel this cunty when Jupiter was there with it. I'm not even gonna cap. Like that yeah. Mars and Aries retrograde for some reason was like life changing for me. Mm-hmm. I lived like I was just in my room, closed door, like yeah. doing entire photo shoot sets in my fucking room, girl. Get down. Wild. Like the bitch was the bitch was wild. So it's like I, I'm dying to try the Mars and Aries material from Stuart and Sundry. But Oh yeah, Mars I can't cat. I can't I can't touch. I'm gonna I'll let you know. I can't, yeah, let me know. I can't we might try a little dibber dab here, but I know <laughs> She said get it away. I can't, away. I can't touch. But, it's it is not well that was my solar return that year that had like I had the Mars Jupiter in the first in Aries for my solar return. And it was a mess. Yeah, that was like not a super cute time for me. Like it was cute at points, but like broad scope, not very cute. burst the flames. Energy. Right, and so and like of course that's where my Saturn is, and I've had to do like me. I've been in this like me and Saturn have been putting in the time. Like I've I've been. I'm not even trying to make it again. Like, my Saturn return is basically in two weeks, <laughs> and I'm really trying to make sure that when the tax collector with the no. spike comes, I'm clear. No, literally, I've been getting ready for years, y'all. Um, me thinking about my Saturn return when it's already just in, like all the way in Pisces, and I'm like, oh you're God. like whatever. No, I'm stressing sis because I know that's what? gonna be like my bad bitch era. Like that's when I'll get my rhinoplasty. That's when I'll get my hairline transplant. Like. It's really gonna give, you know? I don't know, because it's just like Saturn really has given me a moment for my 20s. Like, I'm low-key not mad. Like, my 20s have been so Saturnian. Like, I haven't partied. I haven't, like, I have, but not in, like, the regular traditional. Not in the, yeah. Like, I lived it. I became an influencer. Like, I did the whole beauty thing. And then, like, Saturn in Aquarius, like grabbed me and was like become learn esoteric learn your roots mm-hmm. snatch me into that like literally saturn and cap was the whole entire beauty artistic sphere yeah. saturn in aquarius was literally establishing the entire scope yeah. of learning the mm-hmm. history of astrology like literally Absolutely. two into three years now of just every single day of my fucking life doing astrology in yep in like very fucking fucked so it's like now that i'm in like Saturn training the sun and moon. I'm like, okay, this is everything that's wrong with me. Very <laughs> that no, like remember because yes, my moon and sun yes, apply to yes, each other. So it's like yeah. Saturn literally halted everything yep. when it entered that first decan. Like if you guys don't know about the first decan of Pisces, it's about literally the labyrinth. It's about literally learning the structures of emotions for which you created that run kind of the reality that you're in. So doing a lot of Pisces work has kind of like pinpointed that part of my life a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And having Saturn just force you to mature due to life is also a huge part of it. Yeah, like you're here existing. But I kind of want to break it all apart, bitch. Oh. <laughs> like I want like, like, to do the Mars and Cap thing. It's like, I love the structure that I've created. Build a new one. <laughs> Build a new one. Literally, I'm like. Next one loading. Currently. I'm literally like, okay, you live that. Live the fantasy where it's yes! the fantasy. Live the fantasy. Like, and Dima Mundi has just ruptured everything. Yeah, we talked about this. Like, it has just, like, waterfalled everything into, like, you know, when you become a magician at first and you do, like, your first good spells that, like, create... The first good ones. That create the structure. But, like, now that you're in that structure, your magic's just, like... 
Did you think that all of <laughs> the Jupiter said, bitch, you thought? You, you thought? thought? These were the clauses in the petition that you didn't read, you know? So a huge part of doing talismanic magic has been learning to roll with that because mm -hmm. I wouldn't say they've been negative ones. Oh, absolutely. They've just been such interesting plot lines to the yeah, to unfold. fucking the story. Yeah. So that when you start really playing with fate and fortune, you have no one to fucking blame but but yourself. Yeah. So you're like, oh, that working, it rippled. You know, oh, that working, Absolutely. it rippled. All oh, that working, it rippled. But would I change it? No. no, I think that's also Mars and Cap. She's like, bitch, I wanted to play this shit in cardinal mode. Like, let me become the architect of this story. Mode, cardinal mode is so real, though, because you're like, I'm not going to go back and try to, like, fix that. We're just going to keep what, moving like, forward. What can we do now yeah. to, like, this was a part of the story. This is a part of what you wanted. Now that it's here, these are all the underlying things that yeah. go with it, don't go with it, work with your life, and don't work with your Absolutely. life. Like, how are you going to implement that into the structure that you already have? Like... Mama, that's literally a Mars and Cat's head every single fucking day. Welcome so to the Martian ball, bitch. But it's so good. Yeah. It's Are we so going to get good. into the natives? Well, yeah, we, did. The we, natives. Did. Oh, we did. We did. We did Gaga. Gaga. Um, Our other girl in the pop realm is Miss. Um, let me pull them up because pull we're because we're basically gonna look at a couple different charts because actually oh Shakira very iconic yeah so Shakira um, I'm not gonna show charts that aren't AA rated because T um, but Shakira I love body. her Sh body 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 down. body down always made an entire song out of getting cheated on Mars honestly literally an entire thing and gave the money to the person that helped her snitch yeah another thing with that person with Mars and Capricorn is Nicki Minaj and I feel like her whole career is literally having enemies pioneered yeah like an entire she create like the female rap game is different because of Nicki Minaj like and the same thing with literally breaking the the mold of presence yeah like breaking an entire industry a woman of, like, had never men. done that like, before like Missy Elliott did the thing like Missy Elliott gave us like a little thing you know we have a lot that came before her that opened For the sure. door to that absolutely like there but was... I definitely think Nicki was like in your face, I'm not gonna go away and hit the mainstream sphere in a way that no other female rapper no. kind of like has done. There had literally never been a woman which, on her level before. Which once again affirms like the Martian, like Mars Saturn promise of like, I'm going to create a legacy off this thing that nobody else has done. Yeah. And I'm gonna, and not just that, but she's been, I mean, she just released like, yeah, another so like, Friday. Hi, on my tippies. Like, no, the, the, the way she that is, the she's stamina, a permanent picture. The stamina. The stamina. It's insane. Huh? Like, that's another thing, too, is like the Mars and Cap, like the enemies portion of that. Half of her songs are like dissing her literally existent and non existent enemies. Like, yeah, she's like, about that life and she's letting you know that she's about it. You um, know? She really is. Like, she's never, she said it with her whole chest. And that's a big thing about Mars and Cap that we said. It's like, you're never going to have to, like, question if they're authentic Whether, with it. Because they'll let you know. Yeah. Our next girl Where's is. No, Megan Fox is doing a little quick. Oh, yeah, he is. Okay, yeah, let's show so, her chart. So let me go ahead and pull up Megan Fox's chart for y'all because she has a good rate of birth time. So we're going to show it if we have it. We have on the Ascendant. On the Ascendant. In the second decante, and she is definitely a larger than life kind of like, like fixture. Mars, and Mars and Capricorn on the ascendant, like she has taken life by the balls. Like so no fuck, the same trine to the Sun and to Mercury by whole sign, and a sextile to Jupiter and Pisces. Yeah, so there, once crazy. again, you get the morbid, weird kind of like 
sexy, yeah. like Ugh. bad bitch energy from her. And the scenes that she's most known for, she's burning her tongue. Yeah, literally. Literally burning her tongue. And especially everything that's happened recently with her relationship with Machine Gun Kelly. And the rituals and the magic and the whole like, and the, like fantasy and of it. We all remember the moment when they were like in an interview and he was like talking about astrology and she was like, no, you're this, 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 and this. And we're like, she's a girl. And then the doing the whole, and she admitted to doing blood rituals with him yep. for like love magic. Now, like, all of these things that you see are very dark and morbid. Yeah. Like, they're very, like, so insanely in love and obsessive with the obsessive. existence that they have yeah. within themselves that they carry that. Like, when you look at Megan, you could see her in an entire white outfit and you would still be like, there's something about this woman's eyes that mm. lures me. There's yeah. something, like, provocative about the existence of this person. And it's not only to sexualize her. But it's because she uses that, well, she has effectively used Absolutely. that vixen-esque thing to create this aura that, like, you don't... You don't fuck with her. You don't fuck with her because you don't even know what she really even Absolutely. does. Like, that Mars on the Ascendant, like, in Capricorn is so powerful. Like, how you said, like, the provocative nature about it. Like, not even sexually. It's like, her existence is provocative to people. And it's like, she doesn't literally have to do anything or say anything. She or lives even in your fantasy. It, yeah, she doesn't even have to put anything on for it to just already automatically be there. That's who she is. Um, and that insane. literal sun is on Algol, which says something a whole lot about that. Yeah. But then you look at the ruler. So if you would look at Mars and Cap, you would look at Jupiter. Mm -hmm. Because Saturn is in Sagittarius. Yeah. So Saturn is debilitated in a fire sign in retrograde, okay? I, can't, I I don't really want, like, a major structure. I really just want to live by my own faith. Jupiter and Pisces got you with that, girl. 100%. Because it can witness her. System. It can witness her. Like, literally, yeah, it literally witnesses her and it's like, oh, you have a fantasy? Let's become the fantasy Let's on the screens of a thousand people. Absolutely. You know? Like, and that's a very, like, third house thing as well. Because, like, Pisces is her third house. That's, like, such a real thing. It's like, you are now this face of all of these different personas and all these different fantasies that you can now see in these characters. And if we go by whole signs, Saturn would be in its joy in the in 12th. In its joy, yeah. So it's like not having an issue with it being that like, oh, what is that? Like she's an enchantress or like she, yep. you definitely know she gets that about her, about the she way she the conquers vision. things. It's yeah. very shady, you know? Because she very... comes in and commands a room. You know, like she's, if Literally. she's there, you know she's there. Like I live. Now yeah, let's go to our her. next girl, Miss Katy Perry. Yeah. Now so with Miss Katy actually, Perry. let's go to Albert first. Please, let's go to Albert. We're gonna go to Miss Albert first. Miss Albert Einstein, yeah, the dog, so the I, only. Yeah. So I literally love this chart. I I mean it's Albert Einstein, right? Like down. Yeah, I love this, especially um also a Cancer rising. She kind of eats having Mars near her degree of exaltation. In Honest, the seventh. honestly, like, though, yeah, like also a Cancer rising, like. Edwin with Mars in Capricorn in the seventh but like you have all this stuff up top in like Pisces Aries like oh oh it's yeah you can tell she would have been the first to do it the, literally the first to do it want to check her on it literally like moon in Sag like down in the sixth house like what do you know Albert Einstein for their work legitimately like and i mean no. lived every single day like had to have like a life where their work was the only thing that yep. mattered like yeah I don't the think... ninth tenth house power of that and the like sustainability of that to be like mm -hmm. everyone is going to know what i did because what i did is going to be foundational that square, that square between the moon and the sun where you're yeah. having like someone bring something that might have not even been believed at the time yeah. and yeah. having the issue of having to like affirm through action 
fire, you know, that yeah. literal action. I can, this is possible. Like, this is possible. Like, literally it can be having that difficulty. But then you have, like, this interesting relationship between the 6 and the 10, mm-hmm. where, like, all the planets in the 10th are being delayed by Saturn due to literal time. Like, yeah. time had to go through in order for this person's, like, entire vision and yeah. things that they've been writing about to come into fruition because the more and more time passes since they passed away, people look back at Albert Einstein's work and it's like, oh, they were the first to like find the strings of basically the half of our electronic like era of our existence, you know? And I feel like that's a major part of that like fallen Saturn up in the 10th house experience of like, there are so many people that don't even understand how influential these things have been because they are now foundationally part of your everyday life that you don't have to think about them that essentially kind of how we were talking about that dignity thing with planets is like they go into autopilot and so it's like there aren't people i mean there probably are people that are so waxing poetic about how great albert einstein is all the time like in the science world but like a normie ass person might not really think about einstein much because everything that they incorporated is all just like part of our day-to-day life now and like their moon is in the only place in sagittarius that's safe like that second decan mm. is the only place where the moon isn't like going through the literal gig yeah. and it has the ability to bring insight and like think of the insight that Sagittarius brings and think mm. of like literally being one of the first persons to like flick the fire of electricity and being too quick on that like being yep. too early for that like literally having the dream of a world that we're living in now because of the things that he knew could be done that were possible that were possible like crazy literally aries down ruled by an exalted mars that literally wanted to get to the bottom of it absolutely like it gives just dedicated her whole life to one to, thing yeah to the creation and the betterment and of die the with what bitches just writing dissertations of how wrong she was and like literally their whole so life mad. was big based mad. with big mad opposition yeah like saturn promises one thing and even here you have a saturn in a day chart which is more constructive because they were born at night yeah saturn in the night but then you have mars do you have mars in the day so that seventh house those colleagues were ripping her ass they were talking hell of shit on our girl yeah no they see a case it was it was was messy down super messy now let's do katie perry our girl now our larger than life girl are like doing a residency in las vegas with the weirdest outfits ever insane like this chart Um, is this chart is stamina oh my god saturn so yeah if we all the Katy perry chart is the scorpio rising with basically everything there um ruled by the mercury um saturn yes and pluto and the south node yes ruled by mars in capricorn in the third basically conjunct jupiter like the girls who get it get it she wants her life on a stage is what no like the drama the impact um and once like gaga the terrible love yes terrible love yeah gets broken up with before she's about to get on a stage with a hundred thousand people looking at her yeah like then has to deal with that that is scorpio like has to real time hide the emotion to go into this intense performative place to be able to sell which isn't even like a fun open concert like remember when we talk about stage things like you've been on a stage yeah it's really just blocking that has to go perfectly so that the show flow goes yeah there's nothing fun about performances other than when the artist gets to live the experience of it right but it's really a very like a b c prop has to go here because pyro has to go there you're gonna change person has to enter from this side leave this side and having that as a part of your life is actually very stressful because if you're the main artist 
it's your entire job it's to everything. have that sell. Yeah. Like, bitch, whether that shit goes up, whether the flight person, none of that matters because it goes back to you. Absolutely. And her having to shut that down because of love at one of the most pivotal kind of like stages in her career, because that's when she was in her like she was peak fame, yeah. kind of, you know, California girls era. It's very interesting because the bitch has, once again, stamina. She does. One like, thing a Martian will do is carry it through. They'll keep going. Yeah. Like, that's a Mar- it. A Martian cap will keep going. And that's another thing, too, about her career. And even a couple of the other people's careers that we've talked about that are, like, musicians and artists, is they have these long withstanding careers. They have, like, essentially, like, eras, if you will, of, like, times that they release certain mm. things, they create different types of music, they elevate, they evolve, and they bring themselves to the table for such a long period of time. And then they loop it and do it yeah. over again. We live like, the loop back. And they just keep running it back over and over and over again and being willing to produce more and create more mm. because they just have this unending well of creative energy that they can just keep making things, that they can just keep putting them out. Like I live and to use like Mercury, like the moon just had passed Mercury and was touching Mars, like using the voice mm. and having the stamina with the voice to do that. I live. And then we have the icon. So we are, so we, so we are literally going to use the chart example of the king himself because he has Mars in, in Capricorn. Capricorn. So obviously we had to shout out the king himself, Chris Brennan, our god. Um, the, Here we have whose book Hellenistic Astrology: The Study of Fate and Fortune is part of my laptop stack right now. Very that. Um, a cute little Aquarius rising with Moon in the first house in the third decan of Aquarius, which means she binds herself to her studies, girl. Period. Ruled by that. Oh, that Saturn in Scorpio in the 10th house. Who answers to? All the Mars. So there you have a situation, once again, where you have mutual reception between Mars and Capricorn and then Saturn Saturn. and Scorpio. And you have someone who is dedicated and fixed towards a specific branch of a study. I mean, speaking of longevity of careers, actually, T, though, like, Chris has been in the game making... For a minute. Like, studying astrology. And not giving you, like, pop astrology, like, broad. Like, this person has specifically zoned and honed down a the lineage as a the tradition the, the tradition, history the i'm gonna like drop out of school to go chase this thing to go chase like a branch of study that means they were looking for the structure early on because they knew it was integral to the yeah. mission and purpose like literally, if this person wouldn't have found kepler and that whole fantasy this could have been an entire different like we would be living astrology. in a whole different world like the traditional revival has been so, so integra- you literally integrally have shaped by chris someone bringing something from like the past into conversation yeah. through the use of like hidden older tradition yeah. which i think is very interesting yeah like the malefic interaction and is the reason so why i love jupiter and capricorn that first sure. decan of Jupiter and Capricorn is actually ruled by Jupiter. You can call down on Asclepius yeah. in that decan. Yeah. But Jupiter in the first decan of Capricorn has the ability to change, um, like, almost societal kind mm-hmm. of moments where it has, like, the ability to uplift someone into an entire different kind of, like, state new of New reality. Yeah, like, literally, literally due to what they're doing. So, like, etching and sketching a new layout is very interesting here. Yeah, like, the Jupiter-Mars relationship, both of them being in Capricorn in the 12th, like, it's so crazy The like, far-reaching impact and i think this is like a really good spectrum like a comparison here because like us our world our world if you're here on my pod is like we are living in the renaissance we are in the traditional revival like we are literally living breathing history right now and then if you go to a part of the internet where 
people have no idea what's going on or like in the real world where someone just the other day I was explaining whole sign houses and they were like, well, that's not how I do astrology. And I've been doing astrology for this many years. And I'm like, I don't know what part of the world you live in, but this is my part of the world and I love it here. And so it's like that 12th house, like the Jupiter, like like the Jupiter Mars of like the widespread power, but then also people being like, who the fuck are you? Like, like literally having Mars in in a place that shows occult things in a way that many people don't understand because I think astrology veils itself perfectly in hiding in plain plain sight sight plain sight like astrology doesn't mind being that like shitty not shitty in a bad way just shitty not in a informative expansive way of just being like oh Scorpio sex like astrology doesn't ah. mind that because it, it it's almost like its own veil yeah you get what I'm saying so exactly. like when you find people like the like people like Chris you have people who are like almost keys to hidden esoteric yep, things you know like it, yeah. pockets of like scorpionic things that like oh you have to be very still to to, to hear it to mm-hmm, understand to it understand to, it to really get into it I think Chris has a really good ability of just wanting to bring that forward and giving it life via what they just like which is weird Absolutely. because this person's just like oh i fuck with traditional shit and i, I just fuck decided, with traditional astrology and i just decided to like be consistent and have like 300 episodes of a podcast anyone who goes literally past knows that having 300 episodes of a singular show insanity gag bitch hats off to you because that's dedication to what you're doing it's in the a way. longevity it's literally the longevity it's like mars and saturn like literally shook hands and we're like we're in this for but the long then run having to go i really need to start realizing that doing four-hour podcasts is detrimental to my health like that, literally that part once again right back to even me and like the whole eating thing we were talking about like yeah. choosing the the martian thing instead mm-hmm. of the body thing like yeah Saturn isn't necessarily here for anything other than 10th house matters. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like Saturn and Scorpio is very obsessed with the relationship to the hidden thing that has to be uncovered. And that's the entire like basis of their astrology. They're not giving us astrology based on the like, oh, Maria. Like this person doesn't give a fuck about anything other than you being able to understand that traditional astrology existed. The rest have a ball. Yeah. Like the rest, like I'll have different people with different perspectives. But like if you look at their scope, yeah. It's literally one on one traditional Hellenistic. This existed and this is why this is what astrology was before anything it is now. And, and anything it was before and, what you and I are having. And now. not just that, but this is like of I in my opinion, this is a very Scorpio Capricorn thing in this relationship is to come with the receipts. Receipts. Like, that's why she's like, I don't have time to learn new shit because I'm still finding receipts to back the fucking shit that i've been talking for 10 years yeah literally like we're still finding two y'all young astrologers can have that i am gonna sit here and fight with the people who fundamentally think this is not even real right you got what i'm saying like he doesn't mind living in that margin and being kind of like that spokesperson absolutely which i think is also very interesting so powerful because people get frustrated and they're like well why aren't you talking about new things like why aren't you trying out new techniques it's like Y'all you, still don't get it. You get, the, like, Scorpio is about it. one passionate thing, like, to the God. It's like, I'll get there when y'all all get it, that this is, like, put some but, respect on my name. Because then you Thank look you. at, like, Copic and their way of studying. Mm. They're everywhere. Right. You get what I'm saying? Like, the doll lives for the Vedic fantasy. The doll does remediational tradition. Yeah. Like, and they have a way of embodying that into their teaching. So that's why with, like, Chris, I... I literally bow to people who are that fucking dedicated They're committed. to their They're shit. So I'm committed. like, yo, you're a bad bitch through and through. Nobody can tell you shit because right. if you have enough fucking spit in your mouth to go on for six hours about something that you love, I can't tell you shit. No, and that's so real. Like the 
un like the un unwavering yes unwavering love for what they study the passion the commitment the dedication oh, it's intense i live and it's like it's literally and when i knew whenever i was doing the mars episode that i knew that i had to use chris as an example for mars and cow because he's like such an iconic example for this with like the mars saturn relationship and everything that it contributes to and everything like how widespread and potent and impactful his work has hmm. been and will continue to be like he didn't just write a book like this book like this like is she really gave us like you know when plato and uh, like aristotle were chilling in the garden and everyone was listening like she gave us that digitally during an age where the world was shut down yeah and literally all you had was like six hour long astrology podcast archives like yep. it was really giving like sit down and listen yeah no. literally sit, sit down, down and listen you got nowhere to go yeah that's it like the podcast the book like the literal abundance like, of resource yeah and how all of these things are now essentially like building the history and like contributing to this like lineage of information that had that to get revived had to get revived yeah like the passing down of that like the capricorn of that of like i'm building this so that y'all don't have to rebuild it essentially the like the revival scorpio like this was dead this was not acknowledged people did not know that this was a fucking thing to now the capricorn of that like I'm going to build this so strong and so well that nobody else hopefully mm. has to rebuild it because hopefully I build it this so structure. strong. Yeah, hopefully the structure that I'm building is so strong that no one else has to rebuild it because no one else has to question it after Done. this. And like... Period, comma, no blank. Now our next girl. No, no. A little bit of a messier charm. Yeah, this is messy. She was asking me about Capricorn native. Yeah, because I was like, let's just talk about Mars and cat people, you know? Okay, so Griselda Blanco, if you guys don't know, is a notorious um, drug lord or queen <laughs> from um, Colombia, if I'm not mistaken. She is basically like in ties and in line yeah, with um, Pablo Escobar and basically that whole oh, era of like yeah. drug lord. See, she was born in Cartagena, Colombia, and it's the country's north course. She and her mother, Ana Blanco, moved to Medellin. So basically, entire colombian queen became one of the most nocturious drug lords in our like the 90s yeah and was like you know smuggling drugs is not good don't do it kids but like work but she people i also this is something that i always um and i think this is also a very, <laughs> this is also a very mars and cap thing of like why is this a law yeah why like, is this a law like people she, ask for drugs she, i mean they're obviously all really bad she drugs really and stuff, but. she really popped off because she was like a smooth criminal like you couldn't catch her kind of energy so it wasn't like she was easy to catch it wasn't like there was you know she was a little runner for a higher up no she actually became and was like one of the first female like mm. drug lords to be captured and wanted mm. and the chart that we have she's All about right. to show it yeah. because it's actually a very interesting chart i have her set for noon so don't look at yeah. houses and things but just we're look literally at looking at her we're looking at a 13th degree mars in cap oof yeah. okay we have a uh, Mars in Cap, and that's With opposing uh, Jupiter in Cancer. So literally, like being a very, very renowned uh, person like, in yeah. your area for doing Martian things, and it has a very interesting case for Mercury. And yeah, Mercury. Mercury yeah, as thinking. executor yeah. of merchandise. No, yeah, and, and like the Saturn, because something that I thought a lot about with Saturn in Gemini is like the lawmaking and like the transmission of things that are like essentially against the law, because Gemini has this big like movability factor, and and being able that, to do it 
Wisdom. A square to Saturn by Venus and Pisces. So being like Crazy. a hot vixen that's like, just yeah, being able bitch. to get away with it because of your allure. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mr. Griselda Monaco was very interesting. And what's also interesting about her is that she became like a theoretical piece. Like there's yeah. so many seriousness about her. Yeah. There's so many like fake documentaries that just create this she became image. A character. Yeah. yeah. She became a character of like a womanizer, you know, like a bad bitch that just like slayed and, you know, yeah. smuggled drugs across the world. Which is a very Martian story, like Mars Mercury story ruling everything. Oh, that, no, I was gonna say that's giving a very Mars Mercury story of like the smuggling, the sneaking, the getting the getting the things from here to another place without anybody seeing them or knowing about it. And then that's being wild. the first woman to be a part of that like lore in the Latin like mm, in the world. Latin, yeah. yeah, it was daggy she was iconic i mean like it's 1943 so like you're looking at like that the, was, yeah, the like 60s the 90s, yeah, yeah like so it was very much like the new york mafia energy yep. from a woman and you're just like who are you are you? and then when i licked her chart up i was like Martin Cap. okay i don't believe you i mean you had to do what you had to do girl you, like, yeah, that is, you had to do what you had to do girl that, and that is actually like a very that's like a very resonant thing within mars and cap is this feeling that you're like i'm doing what i have to do no matter who it is no matter what they're doing or what the purpose and situation like thing that thing is that they're doing the overwhelming and like inevitable fire and need to do that thing no matter what you're like i'm doing what i have to do this isn't like necessarily like maybe the most glamorous choice but mm. i'm getting it done i'm doing what has to be done and we were she was approaching a formal like an eclipse yeah. and literal eclipse so this person yeah. you can tell that rahu you know k2 situations not the cutest or the fun so yeah, the like entire the moon, story the moon yeah. on the south node y'all like, like literally crossing it like <sighs> her mother did not have a fun time having her either like yeah so it's a very interesting native and story to follow which gives for like a malefic yeah. messy story for i don't sure. think there's that many but the, ma the malefic mess is so real like it is the malefic mess is very interesting it's so very real is that it for charts um i think that is it for our charts yeah do you i guess like anything we want to say or bring up before we wrap up anything that you want to say for people with oh Mars and Cap <gasps> people girl don't, don't get taken to the Martian dump anything you want to say to anybody who loves someone know. with it yeah Mars and Cap like anything that we haven't it, talked about it's all about understanding the structured but not structured nature that that mm. placement has like the ability to take action and yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean they should always be taking action for others mm. You know, maybe it's because I have it in the seven dollars and I always end up like it's, it's for someone else and yeah. activating other people in my life. But I think Mars and Cap kind of gets given that task a lot of being obviously the cardinal initiator. So it's like understanding the structures that the Mars and Cap person or thing or situation that you're in has will allow you to understand how far you can push or pull. You get what I'm saying? So I definitely think understanding underlying structures and feelings. So someone with a Mars in Cap gives you kind of like a scope on why they're doing it. For example, like the motivation. If the you purpose. don't understand the stars, you're not going to understand half of our life. Absolutely. That's a Capricorn yeah. thing in my life because I'm like, well, I'm not gonna go out during a balsamic moon. Right. But unless you understand that structure, you can literally just look at it and be like, oh, we're well, just following the stars. It makes no sense. But there's an entire structure that made that decision mm. get taken or that action be 
I had a very interesting conversation with my mom recently because she was asking mm. me why I did something and I was like, oh, da-da-da-da, this is like the planetary day, that's why I'm doing it. And she was like, you really live your whole life according to the planets, don't you? And this was like the day that Mars moved into Cap, we have this convo. And, and you I were was like, like, yes, that's my, that's, that's my structure. That's my structure for action. And my mom has her son in Capricorn too, interestingly, so it led to this whole interesting convo about it, but like, that Mars and Capricorn, like, this is why it is this way. And even positive and negatively. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, for something to, like, for example, if you break something like loyalty or trust, mm -hmm. if a Martian breaks that even within themselves, that's literally part of the structure, part of, like, the whole reason for looking at the situation. So I think Mars and Capricorn has a really nice, cold, almost reptile way of looking at situations where it's, like, okay, this is what I created. This is the choice I take that got me here. This is how I'm going to deal with it positively or negatively. Yeah. Almost like taking yourself personally out of it. You're like, what is the situation without me personally? Like, being yeah, you really become like an objective in your own storyline almost. Mm. So it's like, that's how detached Mars and Capricorn can get from like literal reality. Yeah. And like, because remember, Saturn binds you up so much that you're like, how can I become a tool to facilitate that which is Okay, uh, uh, yeah. the structure that is me the structure that i'm doing you know like sure. that kind of like swiss knife energy is something that mars and cap struggles mm -hmm. with because it really exacerbates it mm -hmm. if it's not like correctly kind of gauged or placed you know in the martial spheres or having that like remediation if it doesn't have moment. an outlet yeah so it's like for a mars and cap person like have that moment for me it's like my paintbrushes and doing really sharp designs like mm -hmm. that is very mars and cap like trying to like perfectly copy something to the other side of your face like something that literally provides struggle mm -hmm. like it the thing with mars is it has to make you feel like you're struggling in order for it to feel fulfilling almost mm -hmm. you know like like you're not actually successful without a struggle, struggle. like mars and cap is oh, like that can get so toxic too because then you like unnecessarily put yourself through struggle because you feel like you didn't deserve success without the struggle you're like, why? And then you're stuck in a grudge instead of struggle without realizing that it didn't have to necessarily, like, be the difficult mode in which the layout bad. was placed in. It didn't so it's have like to be that bad. Mars and Cap people, for anyone that loves them, will purposely put themselves in those pickles almost to learn something. Mm. Mars likes to, in order for Mars to learn, it has to disrupt. Absolutely. So it's like literally consistently looping yourself into that can be quite draining for everything and everyone around you so as a mars and cat person who daily has to deal with that yeah and we're like in the mud like we're in the mud whenever mars is in cancer like that opposite and mars is going retrograde in cancer so it's like yeah, you yeah. know it's gonna be the leo like, cancer retrograde coming this and year also remember like not even to bring outer planets but like if you're mars in anything cap or you have anything in cap you definitely want to look like the major 20-year arc with like the whole pluto gig yep. like what what did pluto have doing when it was like on the degree of exaltation and mars was meeting up with it like how does that entire story of if pluto is something that you look at in charts laying that underneath the veil that mars and cap has done mm -hmm. Mars and Cap has been doing such deep, ugly, dirty, transformative shit, you know? Yeah, I have... Blank, blank, well, damage. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. No, not me literally being about to talk about the Cap transit with the Pluto and the Saturn and then the, the malware comes up again. That's crazy because it's like 
all of the Capricorn journeys that we've been going through. Like, I mean, yeah, we don't have that much time left. But Pluto and Capricorn, like, we're getting at the but very end of how have the last 20 years been type yeah. shit? Like, yeah. when you ask someone who's lived, for example, like, me, I think I'm too young. Like, you ask someone who's, like, in their 40s, 50s, or 60s. Like, yeah. ask them how that Mars and Cap, like, someone, I would love to talk to someone who has Mars and Cap who has had that, like, trigger that trigger kind of like synced in their life because it had to have been profound just because mars in cap brings struggle with such profound teachings which is weird Mm -hmm. because right now with saturn and pisces it's almost like mars is the only thing that's giving sight Mm. because remember mars was burnt up in scorpio mars didn't necessarily like have the ability mars is going to be seen in the sky yeah, that, that's that that scorpio Cassini was mars is going to be intense. seen in the sky and have its helical rising mm-hmm. in capricorn my god what the fuck does that have to say for the ability of mars to have sight after its entire rebirth mm-hmm. post all that shit like third yeah. decade of scorpio into first decade of fucking cap Insane. you're trying to bring down a new body because the grudge from the old shit that you were dealing with is still stuck like still you're still you're still going into like retrograde and dark phases having to banish off the same ghost almost Oof, yeah that's like you're that having energy to, like you're having to revisit the same thing like going into the underworld and having to deal with the same spirits that don't want to like rest or yeah. don't want to like dive into you're the like space. Cool, same thing same thing again that's, which is a whole journey that you then have to like take yourself there go through and it it's again. turning and cyclical like if you really mm-hmm. look at it like that whole having to banish is such a mars and cap like keyword to me because yeah that's the only placement that i even feel has like the balls almost archetypally to take a structure to complete an entire kind of cycle mm-hmm. that if you really look at it even speaking of cycles, funny enough, the first episode of the Mars series that I did was with Shahir and it was the Mars in Cancer episode. So like this is marking the like official halfway point of the, Mars, of the Mars cycle of the spicy rendezvous. And so Gaggy. Yeah, because I started it like at the end of the Mars in Gemini retrograde and I was not going to start with Mars in Gemini because I was like, we're already so done with it. We'll loop back to this. And this will be the last one that I do of the series. And so I was like, no, I'm going to start with Mars and Cancer, the fall. Mm. And so now this is like the exalted, like demarcation of the halfway point in like the Mars cycle, because I specifically did that as well. I don't even know if I mentioned this on the pod that I specifically started with the Mars in Cancer following the Mars in Gemini retrograde, because the next Mars retrograde is the Leo Cancer one. Mm -hmm. And so I specifically wanted to utilize the like Mars cycle that was between those two retrogrades to then like loop cycle, back to it. circle. Yeah. Mars. To go through the full before cycle. Before it gets to that cycle. Yeah. Oh, bitch. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's like the main thing. And then like Mars days and Mars nights are very important, girl. If you have an exalted Mars. Yeah. And yeah, if you have an exalted Mars, you can do a whole lot of fucking witchcraft. True. Like you can assert your will. You can literally do so much, and not witchcraft as in like you know. No, you can actually conjure up the dead, bitch. You can conjure up spirits, like you it's have the will and ability to do that kind of interesting Saturnian thing. So it's like, I don't know, use it, learn it, wield it. It's like another option instead of using like your martial influence for like asserting anger. Like truly, because we are going through a Mars absolute crisis in our world today. Like like. Find other ways to channel Mars, like Mars and Scorpio. Like it's literally an entire sorcerer. It's not like you're not angry. No, you're putting your anger into it's something that you're gonna alchemize and give and make and you, you know, there's layers here. So like with Mars and Cap, it's like 
oh, you can be a witch, but what does that know? That means you have the ability that to, means commu- you can do things. to commune with elements. You have the ability yeah. to like actually cause rippling change in your own life that will bring responsibility that you might want in your own life because right now you might be living a life that is ruled by saturn the opposite like by the structure that you have to deal with so someone becoming like a sorcerer might just be like taking their own power back type shit you got what i'm saying so like there's levels to like the martian i can do i will do i will take action too so i am capable of look at your martian sign if you want to like get with or fuck with a mars and cat person and understand how it's going to like trigger like is it an opposition is it a sextile is it a trying you know like what is your relationship to someone who has an exalted ability to piss you off, help you, you know, or allow you to sever something? Because, like, yeah. when you look at humans, you can also see, like, talismans. So, like, facilitating... Yes, every human is a talisman of their birth chart. For real. So, it's, like, you have someone like Megan Fox, who's, you know, son on motherfucking Algo. And, like, it's, like, her head can get cut off and be put on a plate, and it would probably repel against people. There you have Gaga. It's like she's going to wear red. She's going to do blood. She's going to do sharp heels and crazy things. It's like when you look at Mars in those specific places, you will get clear indicators of how like how it's being done. The person wields it because we didn't even touch. But like how many like football players have I seen that have like Mars and Cap? There's a lot. Like having exalted Mars. Yeah, Yeah, that that was the thing. Yeah, like even to mention it now, like it's crazy the athleticism that comes within Mars and Capricorn. And that's why, like, when you look at these women, because, you know, we're dolls here, so we looked at women. One man, because Chris Brennan's that cunty. Um, also, Albert Einstein, but, I mean... Albert Einstein's a doll. She created yeah. a yeah, she created... Yeah, no, see, but, like, there. these women are not on stage, like, having, you know, like, a Lana Del Rey moment, where they're just, like, slowly dancing to the No, they're putting it too. in. They're putting entire stamina, in. body, and stealth yeah. into what they're doing. And it becomes like the longevity and the endurance of that lends itself to being pure, able to do a physical pure body pursuit. work. Yeah, like a physical pursuit that you can pursue. Like for go so back long. to Gaga breaking her entire hip on yep. stage and finishing the choreography. Yeah, it's insane. I don't want to hear nothing else. That's exalted bitch shit. Like that's real bad bitch shit right there. Like for real. Amari Cancer wouldn't have done that. Amari Cancer would have gone home. Okay. So it's just like those are the examples that like I've grown up with and lived yeah. for because Gaga like funny enough imagine being a Mars and Cap and then loving and like having muses that resemble those placements absolutely like look at the people in your life that like inspire you and shit and look at your own Mars sign and how like they resemble like the actions and virtues that you aspire to take action in because it's like my whole life I'm like I want to wear a meat suit to the market, girl. Like, I want to go do, like, incubate myself in an egg for three days just for a performance. Like, that, And that's so Capricorn. That's like, let me utilize this plan to see how I can put this in my life. Like, that is so... And that's really, like, the Mars and Cap lesson, though, is, like, do the thing, figure out why you want to do the thing. And, and then take be, action, And bitch. then do and take action. That you're going to be the first to do it. You're going to be weird. You're going to be everything that Saturn is, the outsider. Mm-hmm. But guess what? They outside looking in. How you hanging from outside the club? You can't, you can't even, even get in. in. Like, that's really the note we, <gasps> we end this on. Oh, we have to tell the people what you have coming up, what you do, what you offer. We have to let the people know. No, it's a very, What does Edwin very... do? What does Edwin offer? Well. Edwin serves looks. I saw, ah! No, Edwin we definitely looks. have, like. I am finishing my practice. So essentially, I am in so Mars and Cap that I couldn't begin to offer services 
until I spent like three years basically getting ready for it. So like I do have a small, tiny, tiny list of clients that I work with very, very personally, but that will soon open. Obviously, like always, I've been doing tarot for like five years. So like the girls really do be hitting me up for like, she really is a love tarot expert. I don't know why, but I be giving it's down on love readings. Like, if we're tarot reading, yes, like that's what a lot of my people it's like, a seventh house thing, baby. Like, I yeah. really live. So, it's just doing that and then obviously getting like Paradise After Dark. So, like, Clean Paradise is like, I would say my beauty muse, but like three years ago, I snagged on an election this like username, Paradise After Dark. So it's like, think if claim, you know, because there's a whole yeah. sphere and there's a whole universe, you know, it's a multiverse. It's the paradise. paradise is like the beauty aspect and like paradise after dark would be like, obviously the constellations that create paradise. Dark, so like yeah. having a whole podcast dedicated to that while doing my glam is like what I have in the works and doing. So like obviously doing this pod with Mackenzie was like very cardinal. So if cancer Aww. is where the womb is, then like Capricorn is where like actual manifestation of like what I've been studying, like speaking and like the martian thing of like bitch what the fuck do you do know because i wasn't gonna hop on and give horoscopes you know with like one-on-one astrology things that's not what we do here so we had to go do we had to go give a couple offerings to hermes at the crossroads and do a little bit of orpheus callings you know while the brightest star in Sirius was elongated and won't come back for 30 years (sighs) it was giving very much that you know we had to live the going and living the initiation the elusian mysteries i could even say is definitely what's happened to my relationship with astrology and translating it for people in spanish is also major and just yeah because being queer queer and being an astrologer like going to norway we quickly realized that like there's no representation there's an old wave and then there's a new wave and we're here to cause that and like shout out to laura because she's facilitated a lot of us to get there and to go there so it's like i don't know i'm guessing this is the renaissance of astrology and like i personally have chosen talismanic and electional and magical astrology to kind of be my root just because it's where i come from in puerto rico and yeah that's what we're on like i really is giving like when we're really giving lectures in norwag this is the only free one you could catch mamas just kidding just kidding Period. yeah it's definitely a fun time to be doing astrology and to be in community with other astrologers mm-hmm. because like the renaissance is here bitch it, it is here <laughs> like, it really beyonce is here did happen. not lie like she prophesied she, she actually very much prophesied like the renaissance we were feeling it when like we were getting that juicy intro to project hindsight and like that yeah. whole resuscitated revive it but now that she's alive and breathing like we're she here. has spectrums of color to show Absolutely. i feel like astrology is only like we're only getting started once all over again For sure. i personally feel that i feel like you know the girls here with saturn and pisces and you know getting hunted for it bitch you have the to Saturn, get haunted for something the, the Saturn, i've been getting haunted Saturn, Neptune's coming. yeah like i've been getting haunted for my existence since i got in this bitch so it's like hi astrologers yes you're doing something that is saturnian yeah you're doing something that will outcast you absolutely. you're doing something that will put you at the outskirts of society because that is what saturn does absolutely and saturn has like, sorry been, you're not included anymore you get what i'm saying like yeah. that's you will also be enriched when saturn makes you go through that and that's when you really start getting them good delineations okay because saturn ingressing into my ninth house shows that screams that Mm -hmm. and like what was the first thing that we saw like there's fortune telling laws here in florida like there's real heavy shit that like 
the more conservative a state gets, the more we can see things like what we're doing right now get limited, not because we're not supposed to be doing it, but because someone else is imposing their will. Oh, let's go right back to Mars and God. Someone else is imposing their will on how we want to live. And that Saturnian structure is not going to fly with us. That's just I will, Oh, Mama, I see myself. That's I see myself as a like U.S. Supreme Court reading Firmicus, reading Dorotheus, reading like... Yep. This was actually written. I would like to testify by Hermes Trismegistus way before your Bible was. So which one's Kantian? <laughs> oh, uh, religious beliefs down. Religious beliefs down. Like I will which be reading. I will be reading the fucking hymn to Venus in the court of law and being like, "This is my religious belief. How dare you try to limit it?" Literally. I'm not telling them their fortune. I'm telling them their religious. Ice cream. Ma, I, you see how Mars and Cap I am that I already she have. Is. I already see myself in the trial. She like, is. literally she fighting for astrology. Like, it. I was there already. Like, I came back already. Like, I already took the sand from the building and did the magic to win the case. Like, yeah. It's the hit. Well, it's like the history and like the and the lineage of Saturn that doesn't lie. Up. Saturn yeah. doesn't lie. So it's like, why run from her when you can prepare for her? Yeah. Truly a Saturn question. Woo! Well, That's we definitely tea. will be having a part two. Uh, we'll loop back. We'll loop back in a Mars cycle. Uh, I'm so grateful that you have been here. I couldn't have asked for anyone else to be my first like in-studio guest for the vibes, for the experience. For the placements. Like, it's Ugh. giving the cardinal axis. It like, really is. Like You it went really from just is. Mars and Cancer, audio only, to like Mars and Capricorn. Like... We're here. Actual we're living. physical, we're like here, real life shit. Like it's you're so really, exciting. you're there, and we can't see what other topics you bring in the pod because you really just be doing it. And she will be having a function near us. She will be doing a gig. She she got something going on, mom. You already, y'all already know. She stays booked and busy, Down. and that's the Mars life. Hello, booked and busy. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for being here. Thank you for being funky. I will yeah. see y'all the next time our fates weave together. Oh, that was Kanti. <laughs> <laughs>